This is the XNC Podcast, your Xbox newscast, featuring Cold Eastwood and Gaz, hosting industry interviews and gaming talk live on YouTube every Monday night at 5 p.m. on the West Coast, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. For all of you listening around the world, XNC Podcast is available on demand on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Welcome to the show. Join the chat, hit the like button, and let's get into this week's topics with the X- Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Xbox Newscast. Uh, There we go. Oh my gosh. How is everybody doing? This is the XC Podcast, like I said. I mean, I said it pre-recorded, but I'm here wearing a pack shirt. Why? Because packs is a week old, but we've got hot news today. Guess we got hot news today. Oh, uh, <laughs> I apologize in advance for my levels of sauciness. I think I annoyed a few, a few people and uh, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. I will. Let's get into it. Sorry. I'm, this is a, a weird moment where. We'll get into it. Uh, it's bad news for someone, yeah, yeah. Let, good news t- for something. Let's just go into it. Go yeah, on. we'll talk about your tweet, my tweet, all the things that went on. Uh, we'll tread lightly. We'll we'll tread where we need to, won't we, guys? Yeah. But, absolutely. you know, I should give an introduction. I, I'm Cold Eastwood, and this is the Cold Eastwood channel, and I do an Xbox-centric channel for video game news, but I also just started this podcast about a year ago, and I'm here with my co-host, wait, this way, Gaz from Game On Daily. Gaz, how are you doing? Come on. I am doing very well. I'm doing very well. I've uh, been on the receiving end of some... some uh, I'm a naughty boy. I am a naughty boy, Captain Chats. And you know what? At least I keep it real. And uh, there's Ice Cold in the chat ready to damage control. You know what? I'm going to be insufferable. If you guys are Halo <laughs> stands, just leave right now. But if you like the truth, Stay, because we're going to get into it. If you love Halo and you like to damage control, stay, because I'll cover you on that <laughs> side, too. No, 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 no. No, it will be good, actually. There's a lot to talk about. I don't want to jump into it too quick, because um, it's always nice to dip into a big bowl of hot oatmeal nice and slow, and we're going to do that. But I got to give a... <laughs> I got I to gotta give a shout-out to the uh, channel me- veterans and Patreon veterans that are supporting the show like brian harris mark carwell ky bob sassam lupa jazzy noop box wiki Fallon, steven smith christine maurice baker matt without fear and then on the members we've got matt burns william lanza nano polymyth udonic Kizada, robert jackson lord star killer dante moody beta max dark cmf gaz fox storytelling wreak havoc fault line zenner white Devario 2, Blue, Blue Pucci, Remix Gaming, V Simcoe, Assassin, Raymond G, G Dub, Larry Thatcher, Hargit Chani, TK Chillin, Raiden Blade, Acute Perspective, True 77, Risk for the Biscuit, and Widio Santasso. And some of you I have started to chat with on the Ecstasy Gaming Club on Xbox, where we can play games like Halo Infinite. But actually, I want to say real quick, Gaz, we've been playing a little game together that everyone's loved for years, but we're finding a new home. I want to talk about that for just a second. <laughs> Tell, tell people what we've been playing. Fraud us out, would you? Oh, man. You say, hey, that's not frauding yet. 
I told these guys, hey, it's fun, and they made fun of me. It's Fortnite. I bought, I got into that game because of the Dragon Ball Z skins. And oh, it damn. looks dank. It is dank. It is dank. The Dragon Ball Z skins are dank. But the game is fun. Look, if you're sleeping on it, thinking it's a kid's game, especially with the no build mode now, you're, you're, you're doing it wrong. As someone who almost exclusively plays multiplayer games, who loves Battle Royale, who played Apex Legends, Warzone, all of those Battle Royale games, PUBG, Fortnite is amazing. It's actually really polished. It's so much like it's just jokes. Like you have banter. It's so beautiful with too. So it looks and feels it's great. It's you can see why yeah. it has mass appeal. I, I, I yeah. didn't want to take too much time because I noticed that like when we tweeted about us playing Fortnite, you tweeted a, sh- uh, a recording of us in the lobby doing like the emotes, and it's really funny, but no one cares. Like I noticed on Twitter, <laughs> like got like thirty likes. Like I was like, yeah, Fortnite, whatever. But just let me say, we've had so I much fun. Know. And you can really see why, right? It is. It's a fun game. Don't sleep on it because it's uh, Call of Duty. Uh, Because it's Fortnite. Sorry, Call of Duty. So, yeah, it's it's wicked. (laughs) I haven't played Apex Legends for about three months, by the way, just to let you know. Yeah, I took... uh, I had $10 of Microsoft Awards that I banked in from getting achievements. And I'm like, what's this V-Bucks thing? So I spent like eight (laughs) bucks. Um, anyway, we've been enjoying it. We've been enjoying it. But let me start off by talking about something quickly before we get into the Halo stuff. They, we just found out in the past hour or so, uh, and partly today, that, that tomorrow is a Nintendo Direct, and then tomorrow yeah. is also a state of play. So what can we expect? I know. Guys? Well, that's a, it came On out of nowhere. PlayStation no podcast. <laughs> A place. Welcome to PlayStation Podcast, <laughs> a podcast where we can actually talk about games. Uh, oh, source. Um, no, PlayStation actually out of nowhere uh, revealed that they are doing this uh, state of play. It's not a full on, full blown event, by the way. And quite cheekily, they actually replied under the Nintendo the eyes emoji and like, hey, uh, yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. they did their own tomorrow. So they the showcase itself. Is about it's more well that they, they specify Japanese centric uh, focus, so there's that. But they also said they have a couple of surpri- surprises and whatnot. Twenty minutes or so, so quite a short show. But I like PSVR uh, two, right? VR PSVR two, which I I'm personally very excited for. Um, but it's tethered, which is less exciting. But yeah, so Nintendo and PlayStation, so goodness uh, galore. So next, unfortunately, not Xbox related, but. It's like a yes, like A two says a mini E three minus Xbox plus. Yeah, yeah, it's still still not that big showcase that everyone was talking about for September, but um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess maybe October they could have their big yearly blowout of what's going on. Um, I think PlayStation has a lot to show. Twenty minutes, they can show a lot of Japanese stuff. Uh, I have a lot more faith in PlayStation. All the PlayStation, many of the state of plays have been bad, minus one, which is really good. Uh, the last one actually was really good, so I'm excited to see that. I also think Full Spoken might will be shown off, and I think Full Spoken oh, yeah. looks really good. I think yeah, it's good. you know, IGN um, and the big outlets uh, had a taste like an hour of time with Full Spoken. Yeah, okay, that's something I do now. I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay that's something i do now um yeah so i'm, I'm quite interested in that but yeah yeah see. well i mean you're all here we got we've got almost 400 people here who are checking out the ecstasy podcast hit the like button if you're gonna have a good time we're we smash are it. really excited smash it because we're really excited to talk about this stuff and kind of uh, on the edge of your seat want to talk about what broke today uh so yeah hit that like button show your support for gaz 
and even me if you if you have a moment. But uh, today, if you're on the if you're in the U.S., this broke midday. Uh, I feel like I want I guess I want you to lead this because I I could pull yeah. up the tweet. But like, how did this all go down? Um, because well, a okay, week well. ago. The setup was like about a week ago. They announced their plans for season. Was it three? I, I can't. Delayed, I, I, yeah. And how they're delayed, and how co-op isn't quite ready, and all this stuff. And it was a big hit, and everyone has pretty much had the. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give you the mic. I swear, guys. I'm not going to step on this part. No, I'm just no, doing no. the lead up. Um, everyone was kind of in the agreement in the overall community that they got back Phil's old quote from like ten years ago: "If we fail with." Halo, we fail with Xbox or something like that, right? And mm-hmm. Halo wasn't looking good. Uh, it wasn't looking very good the past year and now really bad. So what happened today? Well, today um, it's something, I think, as horrible as it sounds. And please, please take it in the spirit that it's in. And I've got a video that I've just been editing my take on it. But really, Bonnie Ross, a lot of Halo fans, me, primarily me on the forefront, I'll take the hit if I have to. I've been calling for management to be held accountable mm-hmm. for the for the failings of Halo Infinite. And out of nowhere, while I was on Boom Show, um, it just broke the news that Bonnie Ross is leaving 343 Industries. Now, um, it's a bit bitter. And so just uh, for the people who, don't, who aren't on Twitter, I my immediate gut reaction was jubilation. I retweeted and said, yes, Halo can finally be good again. And people were really upset with that because of this one line where she's saying she'll be leaving 343. She said she'd hope to stay until the winter update, but she'll be leaving 343 to, to attend a family medical issue. Now, whether it's a serious family medical issue or whatnot, family medical issue is quite broad. So, look, obviously better for the doubt. Same thing hope Drew Murray said okay. as well. When he was Drew Murray said that family issue and then stepping into personal issues and boom, four days later, he's celebrating being at Insomniac and this is the best looking game ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, completely forgot. Look, I'm a cynic with this stuff. I know that to me and I and I'm not just saying that because I don't give a damn if you question whether or not I actually sympathize because actually in my video, I'll say Bonnie Ross did care for Halo. She genuinely cared for Halo. She wanted it to be the best it could be. She had high aspirations for it, but wanting something and actually achieving them or executing them are two different things. In my opinion, she failed. I, I do think this is tactical. Like saying it's a like family medical issue. So broad. That's my lawyer hat in me. Like if I'm mm-hmm. going to push a statement family, I could push that statement right now. My dad needs knee surgery and I'm going to say family medical issue. I need to devote time with my family. I think the writing was on the wall there for her departure because ultimately last week, as early as last week, we were asking, why is Bonnie Ross bulletproof? Why is Bonnie not bulletproof? We've been saying that for a year and a half, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. He's like, what's going on? Like, I like Bonnie Ross. I don't know her as a person, but you can tell. Like, she was very earnest in the failings of Halo. She even said, you know, the Halo 4 was poor in terms of multiplayer, 5 was bad instead of single player. She said that on live on stage. I'm trying to find the bloody show where she did that. But she said that live on stage. Yeah, That's it would tough. be nice you don't in the video. Often hear a leader uh, admit their faults. Like they can, they can allude yeah. to it on the roundabout way and still get the point across. But um, that's just straight up. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so she. I mean, she she did that. Look, she look. Three for three failed. There's still a failure. But ultimately, in order for Halo Infinite for all Halo stands, if you want Halo to be right, 
then something fundamental needs to happen. And that is literally management. Unless we get this full and frank disclosure that we've been asking for or hoping for about what actually is going wrong at 343 and its heavy reliance on contractors and everything. Almost every facet of Halo Infinite has gone wrong. So what has happened? Right now, we can only blame uh, the management. So today, I went off, me and uh, Jess Corden were having at it because, not having at it, but we were just, me and Jess seem to have a habit of just like going back and forth. Back and forth. There wasn't a disagreement. Ultimately, well, there was initial disagreement. Jess Corden says that he thinks, um, uh, what's it called? That Look, she get, Bonnie Ross gets unfairly piled on. Um, she she she, she said genuinely believe yeah yeah genuinely believe Bonnie yeah is unfairly scapegoated for the bad things that, that are going on with three four three. It's too easy to ignore all the good. What good? She weathered the team through some of the most extraordinary circumstances. To which I replied, she is vicariously liable. Look, we had this before with uh, Cyberpunk and three four three. When I was like, okay, so I, I'm okay. I guess I'm a piece of when I blamed 343, uh, sorry, Cyberpunk, I'm like, well, are the developers inept? Because the game is complete mess. Then I was rebuked for it and said, look, it's a management issue. Fine. I said, okay, you know what? I'll take that point aboard. Management set unrealistic expectations. It can't be on the developers. It must be the management. We wish the management actually came out and then took took that L, took it on, and on the chin and said, look, it's us. So... What is it? Is it developers or is it management? Of course, we're going to go blame the management. So people are being sympathetic because it's Bonnie, because it's family issues, whatnot. But ultimately, as gamers, as consumers, as someone who really, if it's not apparent to you, really cares about Halo, then you have to blame the management. There's no one else left. You have to, as much as the benefit you take from all the hype, all the praise we shower for you, you take on this seminal halo. You take the negatives with that cult, man. You have Mm -hmm. to take it if you failed. And I am quite confident Bonnie Ross resigns to the reality that she failed the halo legacy. That's my, I would love to have a chat with her about it. I know she may hate me for my critique, but on a level, I think I could have a proper chat with her and just heart to heart. Look, you, you didn't do things right. Maybe a multitude of reasons. Now, Jess Gordon said one good thing. Uh, well, one thing that I agree with, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Which After is, his first tweet, you know, yes. Yeah, which is... You have a lot look, to say, Gaz. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. No, this is the call. Co- this going. is the gas show. We're changing it. <laughs> sorry. I'm such a the GNC. The uh, yeah, gas, <laughs> GNC, gas yeah. network channel. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, chat. If you, I know my voice can be grating as well. But <laughs> Jess was also saying that. Um, look, who else would you blame? I asked him who's to blame for Halo's missteps ever since three four three took over. Because in my opinion, the moment three four three took over, Halo went boom downwards. He he said, and I agree with this point. She has some, well, not, not some blame to shoulder. I think a lot of the blame, but he blames Matt Booty. He says even Phil Spencer and Chris, Chris Lee. And I think there's yeah. truth to that because yeah, well, that, let, yeah. Let Sorry. me interject with that part because um, I do agree with Jez when he said that she's unfairly becoming the scapegoat. I think kind of the words he was using, you know, like she's taking the fall, but, and we have to, Remember, you know, audience and chat who's hanging out with us, and thank you for being here. Like, seriously, we we love to have the opportunity to talk about that, and thanks for being here to uh, to help us cover this discussion. That um, 
the the heads and designers and and creative directors of three four three have been on these streams and they've been on these video updates about what's going on right they've been there they set up the cameras and they've said point blank we haven't delivered we're doing our best we've we've fallen below expectations they've said all these things that are very difficult to say as the head of a product in a studio and we've said like come on when's the stuff coming out and then they have another update and they said you know we've we've fallen behind we've let down we haven't met expectations right so if, at this point guys i feel like they've done everything mm-hmm. they can to apologize make excuses explain I don't agree. why they're behind I don't right agree. And then I don't agree. Had- I don't agree with that. I don't agree that they've made enough. When the last last week you saw, um, what's it, Joseph Staten and the two chaps sat, sitting yes. next to each other. I didn't see the kind of apology that I think would warrant. Well, I mean, I heard any- things like one of the, the the creative directors said, "I don't have these positions right as far as names," but he said, "We want it. We want to do good." Like he's like, "We want to <laughs> do better." That's what he said. And, I, and I'm sitting there, and I've had my frustrations about Halo. I've kind of gotten to the point where I'm like. I don't really mind anymore. I don't play the games. I don't play it anymore. Like they haven't given me enough to keep going. So I've moved on to other things. I'm looking forward to the next big game. Right. So I just kind of like, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to have diarrhea and stomach problems over this at all. Like I'm done. Right. I'm having diarrhea and stomach problems for him. People <laughs> even today in DMs are like, just shut up. Stop talking about it. But, don't play, play something else. Like hear me out. Like, uh, they say this, like we want to do better. And I'm like, but you should be doing better. You have you have the budget, you have the resources. And then I'm hearing from a good friend of mine that one of the reasons why the maps aren't being delivered is because they had a contractor. I this may be total bull crap. So let me just pretend like it's bull crap. That way I don't get quoted as this being a real thing. But I heard that one of their map creator team was a studio in Russia and they had to cut them off so to speak. I could have somebody jump in and help me out with that. But you have to wonder how all these things keep failing. And then they sit in front of us a week and a half ago and say, we want to do better. It's like, you want to do better? Like, you have the biggest IP in gaming history. You literally have one of the biggest IPs. And you're giving it the almost good enough or i hope this is good enough treatment it's embarrassing That's- you don't do that you don't do that hoggy thank you for the 10 pound uh dollar super chat he, he he's quite on the ball there he says could care less if she's gone well okay however the issues wait, go wait, 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 wait. read the whole of- thing read the whole thing he says, could care less that she's gone. However, the issues are all over the place and blame goes all the way to the top at Microsoft. By the way, she's done a lot to expand Halo, not just in the games. Absolutely. Sure. So yeah. he's right. And we'll go into who's actually replacing her shortly. But I just want to talk about this mindset that, look, if you take on the seminal franchise that made Xbox what it is today, you have to have a mindset. I don't under Look. I'm confident if I was there at some shape or form, I would say to them, no, we want to deliver a game that these spoiled pieces of have no excuse whatsoever. We will deliver an epoch changing game that there is no chance any of these guys could complain. Massive in scope, amazing content, amazing story, multiplayer down to its roots. These guys shouldn't even have an excuse to complain. With Microsoft money, that is the mindset you should have. When we have, have that guy... The formula. Like, they literally have the formula. Make an epic they campaign. they don't have the br- mindset. The tr- they don't have, have the, the mindset. The, I don't... I want to know what it is, and I want to get into that as well in this discussion. But when I think about it, if someone said, okay, Colt, we're putting you in charge of, of Halo, I would think... I would s- sit in front of the team and say, okay, we need an epic campaign that takes you across 
three or four, maybe five lo- different looking locations. Uh, the, the, the combat has to feel great. And such and such as guy with that grapple shot or girl with the grapple shot idea. That's amazing. We're going to do that. Right. It's, it sounds so easy over here. Me on a microphone in my game room. Right. And then I would say, we know what's, what's done great over a 20 year period. We know what multiplayer stuff is just kicked butt. So let's capitalize yep. on those things. I watched an interview today with Forza Motorsports creative director. Where he says, sometimes you have all these grandiose ideas and then you yeah. realize what can you cut down so you're not just all over the place. You focus on the best stuff, then you make that stuff yeah. hit really hard. And so, Gaz, they have this formula. They have 20 years of tried and true formula from Bungie yeah. and stuff that 343 has done that's been phenomenal in their own different yeah. categories. So, And then they faltered. Look, look let, people say it's easier said than done, but does the g- game scream the mentality of ruthless? We are going to deliver. See, this is Sony. I have a lot more confidence in Sony. They would not allow Halo Infinite to release the way it has. I know they can't do multiplayer in any remote fashion, even close to what maybe, Halo Infinite has maybe, achieved. Maybe but, now. I mean, they Killzone was a really big franchise, and they let that falter pretty pretty heavy well, on two was pretty good as a 92 or whatever on meta critically i'm not shadow Shadowfall was terrible yeah. yeah no no look they can't do first but sony and first they, person we, shooters we have something for other sync to latch on to right yeah exactly <laughs> i wish he was at my show he doesn't, hasn't shown up in a long time i got to see him in your chat like, other you're out there come, come hang out with us bro Please don't. Um, so, no, g- generally, look, uh, the mindset isn't the hunger. The, none of it's there. When Joseph Staten in this vidoc, there wasn't any of that. Look, this is what people say. Oh, they've been so frank. Like, what's that guy from season game? Oh, they're, they've been so oh, remarkably transparent. No, they haven't. Shut your mouth, man. The, this mindless capping of this semi like quasi journalist talking nonsense, constantly excusing oh, oh, okay, failures. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I- I'll let you go on that topic, but... They have been transparent. They have been saying things, but it it doesn't equate to like why that like they've said all these things, right? Hold on, I can't. Oh, I've, I've, I've watched the thing down here because of the latency. Like, it looked like you were talking, but your mic was off. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> so used to seeing the live feed, like in the moment. Um, they have they've had all these updates. They've said all these things. They but they put out they put out the beta. They've done all these things, but still, like when they say things. That's what your problem is when when people who are kind of defending Halo say yeah, they so have been people who have tried to be curtailing any kind of discourse. These people who I want to name to expose their constant gatekeeping of discourse. There, who have said stop critiquing three four three. They need to be quiet. No matter how much you play Halo, you need to be quiet. You are not in the station to demand. Well, especially in light of all the failures at three four three. But mm-hmm. but look, hold we on, are where on, we are. Hold on, I got to say. Uh, thank you for being here. We've got almost uh, 800 people watching. I've got my gameplay. I gathered all the gameplay I've captured since the game came out. Um, it's probably like a couple months. It's my review, some of my clips, a bunch of uh, uh, cutscenes. So this is all stuff I've recorded on the Series X. And I'm watching it while Gaz is talking. And I hope you are too. And I hope we... I know you all know because I know there's a lot of people here who are on the side of... Halo is going to get better and better. And then there's the other side. It's like, just get rid of 343, give it to it or something like that, right? But I mean, you got to admit, Halo feels so great. And this campaign was really, yeah. really good. All See, right, this Gav, is the thing. Go back. Uh, like my review, I called it an incomplete masterpiece for a reason. Watching your yeah, gameplay no. now, there's so much potential. This is the best playing Halo, but there's so much. They did the, they did the hard bit. 
they did the hard bit. They were so close, yet they faulted in the so much content. Like, how could you fault the story? Okay, that's a different ball game. Now, look, now Bonnie Ross is gone. Well, first of all, let me just clarify one more time. I, I mean, I shouldn't have to clarify, but this is because I, I mean yeah, it. Bonnie, right. and the reason why I'm saying it is if Bonnie Ross is listening to this, uh, I don't know if she would be, it would be very difficult, bless her, to listen to someone she doesn't know, like almost crap on her legacy bonnie has done a lot of things right it's not easy to resign to defeat or to failure uh, whether or not she views it that way i do sympathize because i know i know without having meeting met this woman that she cared about halo and halo is no mean feat you're trying to appease a very like admittedly rabid and you know passionate fan base about they are, they are one of the most Halo. fierce and tenacious uh, um, let me read a couple supers and then the next thing i want to move to guys you'll have to remember or remind me in case we get off topic <laughs> that i want to talk he, about who's responsible because you just brought up bonnie ross i want to talk about what bonnie ross did what the developers are doing and like what xbox is mandated let's get into like that mess here in a minute so but look, yeah. let me okay. let me get the supers. But you're gonna have to remind me that we're gonna talk about responsibility. That's the that's the yeah. word of the day. Chat is responsibility. And if you're enjoying the Ecstasy podcast, hit the like button yeah. and uh, you know shout out to over 700 people who are here listening to checking out the show. Hargeet Chani, thank you so much for the two dollars super chat. And he's and fittingly enough, guys, he has the new Cortana icon as a channel member. He says, "Quote: I'm here to confirm that Gaz fired Bonnie Ross." <laughs> Dylan Dodds, thank you so much for the super chat. He says, SOCOM is the only way I'd buy a PlayStation. I hear that a lot. People want SOCOM to come back. They want Killzone to make a reemergence or resistance. Resistance would be good, but we'll see. They've, they've yet, we'll wait for that showcase. Good old uh, Dave from the Outbreak Podcast. Thank you so much for the super chat. He says, Gaz, bring the sauce. You and Colt have nothing to apologize for. Sometimes the truth hurts. Halo will be better with the change. X and C rocks. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta agree on the uh, Halo be a bit of a change, but I don't know about XC rocking. But we're doing our best. Atticus with the five dollars super. Yeah, Thank you, Atticus. He says, if Nintendo is backing the ABK, ABK deal, I think this was a pretty salty play from Jim Cry and Ryan to t- take Nintendo shine on their <laughs> Nintendo Direct. <laughs> I, yeah. I love, I love we'll, it. We'll talk about Cry and Ryan a little bit, but that that news, unfortunately. For our show being on Monday, guys, that news is like four or five days old, but I know we're going to talk about it for a bit. Uh, Red yeah. Wolf said, I just came home from a shoot, saw that I had a party invite from the one and only Mr. Eastwood. I was so sad I missed the hangout next time. Red Wolf, just send me uh, an invite when you see me online. We'll, we'll, we'll chat. I got to talk to you about videography. Uh, Risk It for the Biscuit has a channel member chat. He says, we all knew it was going to happen. I don't believe it's a medical issue. She got us to step down and so dinged. <laughs> This well. is Risket's words, not me, all right? He said, ding, okay. dong, ding dong, the witch is dead. <laughs> no, that's terrible. You that's can't ter- say that. Even I wouldn't say that. Risket is Risk so messy. Risk He's just Risk kidding. He's messy. Kidding. You know, uh, we'll, we'll get into that as well, but at a couple hours after Phil tweeted about it, Bonnie Ross tweeted, and there was an official statement, they turned off And they disabled. Was, yeah. Oh, Turned off comments. Oh. Why would you turn off comments if you're ending your legacy in a way that is it's obvious? Because it's just, it, it's, it micro, that it's a reflection. Of, that's how bad Halo is. That that's what you need to do. The, the that says it all. Uh, that they could they had to turn off replies. I sympathize, but I don't sympathize for the end product. Well, that is I Halo mean, Infinite. Um, 
basically like Bonnie is stepping down like right now as of like Im- yeah. immediately uh, she's mm-hmm. no longer heading the studio. She doesn't work at 343 and maybe I don't even know if she still is a Microsoft employee or how that works. Uh, well, effective immediately. Right. Now we have so three the, new people. Her role has been split into three jobs. That says it all, nice. by the way. It's got to say, feel well, nice. yeah, but I mean, just think about it because I know a lot in the chat are sympathizing as well, which is very cool. Which says a lot about the audience that watch this show. But considering how immature we are, uh, they they are miles ahead. But um, Bonnie is at this moment where she's built a legacy. She's done big things for fifteen years, Absolutely. and some things haven't been the best ever. But think about all of us who have worked at a job. I, I bet you, if we asked for ha- raising hands, right, that a lot of you have probably worked at your job. Close to a lot of you have ra- worked at your job for ten years, right? So let's say. That you leave, mm-hmm. and the and when you when you leave, the internet is talking about how trash you are and how they're glad to see you go. I can see why they shut it off. But, yeah, uh, that that's terrible. And you know, uh, I try to appeal to the human element of it all because my passion overrides sometimes all of that. But you are <laughs> trying to attain the mantle of responsibility, yeah. and with that comes a lot of. Responsitrilatrous. No, it does. It comes with with all the fame. Comes the opposite, and you have when you take that role, and you you Bonnie Ross made the pitch to Microsoft. They're going to abandon Halo. She yeah. made the pitch because no, I will make it work. I want to do it differently, and I want to be the George Lucas of Halo. That's either masses of yeah. hubris or massive aspirations. It didn't pan out, but she said that with the, her chest i want to be the george lucas of halo well she was so, uh, well, i mean george poor. lucas did amazing things at one point and then people look at what he does now and they're like yeah in that sense he's definitely the george the lucas guy but... that made... Lost. <laughs> i don't know I, I... <laughs> we, we can have some fun with it as long as uh, we're not too crazy but i don't know i i talked to gas pre-show and i said here's what we should do and i'm like you know what I never tell you what to do, and Gaz like I know how we're going to approach this, but it is a little funky. But let me let me read Hargeet's uh, super chat, and then we'll go back to the word of the day, which is responsibility. Hargeet Chani, thank you so much for the chat. He says, "I agree with Gaz. Need an interview going over the background of what happened at three four three. We can guess based on information we have, but it would be nice if new management team comes clean, to, so to say." So I think Hargeet's asking for stuff that we don't... It's not really our business, but... Uh, yeah, know. no, no. So let's yeah. talk about responsibility, guys. Um, what kind of things did did Bonnie Ross have say-so? And where does the buck stop? When did she say no? That sort of thing. Uh, well, uh, this is the thing. We have a remarkable lack of transparency as a head of Halo. Because J- Joseph Staten, I call her the absentee landlord. Ever since the game came out, we uh-huh. haven't heard anything from her. And it seems like Joseph Staten had taken the role on. And I thought she, he would at least be the lead, but it's not him. So the studio veteran and production lead, Pierre Heinz, or Hintz, is now the studio head of 343. Which sounds like the, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the French version of the guy that leads machine games. Yeah, Bethesda. Uh, yeah, yeah. When I saw the name, I'm yeah. like, don't you mean Pete Hines? Pete Hines is on the No, Pierre. Go ahead. Yeah. Pierre. Yeah, so um, 
So sorry, in chat, someone asked for the article where Bonnie Ross said that she wanted to be the Georgia Lucas. I've just linked it in chat. Um, yeah, he showed so, it to me as well. Yeah. Yeah. So Gaz audio is loud. I just I just moved it again. I'll just keep you just keep going. I'll I'll keep adjusting okay. it as as don't you don't need to worry about it. It's my okay, show. Cool. I'll fix it. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but thanks, so Lethal. The so the, and I'll mention this in my video tomorrow pierre heinz and i was looking into it and um, shout out to i think was it nibble nibble was his name yeah nibble? yeah um nibble he, i don't know when nibble, i see it i say i say nibble nipple let's call him nipple uh nipple um shared an article about who pierre heinz heinz sorry i'll butcher your name he's the guy who was tasked with actually fixing the master chief collection and as we know that was an uphill task, which he managed to do after a number of years. No mean feat. So yeah, if I someone knows how to deal with failures and fixing and writing the ship, it's Pierre Hanks based on I that. Saw, I saw a video of that. Um, it was like 2014, and he was going around the studio smacking people on the back of the head, saying, work faster. And they fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> you well, have I mean, to wonder, like, what, what do you do? Like, you've got all these experts that know, like, somebody like Pierre Heinz, he's like, he doesn't know the code and everything. Like, he can't pull up the Matrix thing and fix it. But, like, what is he doing? He's, like, standing over him going, no, fix it faster. But, you know, you got a good leader and get people motivated. Oh, wow. and maybe. I don't know. But go ahead. This isn't just, like, a leadership role, though. You it's, 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 well, this is the, actually a very good point about, what is that? Is there some semblance of a fixed team? Because biggest problem, by the way, don't be under any impressions that these problems are going to be resolved overnight. Halo Infinite, and I'll say it again, will take about good two years to start to get to where it should be. But the problem mm -hmm. that Pierre faces is the sheer number of contractors that are still at 343. And as yeah. far as we're aware, they're still relying on contractors. What that means folks is that they get these third-party contractors who are on limited time contracts they don't even renew these contracts uh they go there to do so certain they're things. limited you, they're limited on purpose like you're only allowed yeah. to contract here for a certain time yeah go ahead exactly and then what the problem with that you don't get to build a team or a team ethos as a studio like kind of you don't a have culture. the cohesion that you normally have a culture exactly and that's the problem it has worked typically in the i think the last of us uh two was built by a team of contractors but sony was like you know has smacking down the whip harder i guess but even the last of us two faltered in many ways i guess narrative wise but not in terms of game design and quality there 343 can't do that they haven't done it they've struggled so whether or not pierre is managing to do that i don't know but they split her role into three people so pierre heinz is studio head you've got uh what's her name uh franchise sorry general manager of the franchise brian kosky and business and operations lead is elizabeth van wick which you asked me what was bonnie ross doing presumably all the three things these guys are doing now because like new studio lead, general manager, and a operations lead. There's a lot of logistics stuff that Van Wick is Elizabeth is going to be doing now. Bonnie how much of Bonnie's, all of that? How much of Bonnie's time and energy and resources was directing this massive launch of a major premiere Halo TV show over the past 
she mentioned that so she mentioned that she mentioned that in her goodbye note show and i mean that's explicit mentioned that about the halo tv mm-hmm. series and i thank you for that everyone in the halo community for your support halo futures bright i cannot wait for all you to experience what we have in store uh halo world championship sorry where was the oh there it is so it's i'm proud of the work at 343 industries halo infinite master chief collection and the halo tv series so she was dealing with all of that and Oh, well, I don't even. Well, listen, oh, there's a lot. She dealt with. She had. A lot she was of juggling conjecture. a lot. There's a lot of conjecture. Well, well, assuming that these three roles have been created, Bonnie Ross was dealing with it. And I'm not saying that she couldn't obviously delegate these roles, but obviously she was biting on a lot more than she could chew because ultimately the product speaks for itself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's so sad for me to you people think I like dunking on it, like being like a loud, like shock jockey as one quasi journalist who isn't uh-huh. worth his salt would say. But you know, it's it comes from a position of passion. If you could keep excusing failures and abject failures constantly, then I don't know what to say. I really want the potential for Halo was astronomical. I love love Grand Theft Auto to death, and I critique the way they handle no campaign or single-player expansions like they did 10, 15 years ago that I love to death. I critique how they continue to support Grand Theft Auto Online instead of uh, moving forward with Grand Grand Theft Auto 6 sooner. You know, I don't like, you know, I love Rockstar, and like Gaz can say these things, uh, yeah. That's funny. Screenshot failed because it wasn't. Uh, this is during the review. I wasn't allowed to upload screenshots. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's what Gaz is saying. Like he's a fan, and you've got a lot of time. And um, you and I have Look, both taken a lot of heat criti- critiquing this iteration here. If I go to E3 with you next year, and you, you are will. friends with Phil Spencer and Jason Ronald and rubenstein he he's gonna sit there he's gonna have a go at me for a half an hour like why do you say the things that you do to which i'll say shut the f-. rubenstein i'm talking the truth uh rubenstein sounds really nice um, yeah they're but, very very nice they don't give a crap about that yeah. little, little scuff i think they're quite there, real but, in the background yeah, they got better things they're really nice. yeah. yeah and, and, and I, want, I want i want an opportunity just to talk to someone at 343 I should do it and reach out, but they stay quite mum with, you know, uh, media and stuff. But I would love to talk I, to Staten. Oh. It's, it's, it's Staten. I've been calling him Staten for years, but it's Staten. I think is Joe Staten? is awesome. Oh, wow. I think he's so awesome, and he'd be so fun to talk to. And he's got such a long legacy. And I saw somebody in the chat. It was so long ago, I don't remember who said it, but said that Halo should die with ODST. It's like, oh, man, I love ODST. And Reach was so phenomenal, and the Halo 4 campaign was great, except for the Prometheus. Like, I don't know. It's like, we're here. And we're sticking yeah, around, right. and they're 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 moving on. But it'll be a couple years. I got a couple supers here. Risk for the biscuit. Yeah. It gives me an Australian eight dollar. He says it's a wh- horrible way to go out. I publicly wished her the best, and I really do wish her the best as a gamer. Of course, I hope this drives Halo Four. And this coming from Risket, who made the joke about uh, about Ding Dong, the witch is dead. You know, he, of course, he's not serious. Risket really loves this series a lot. Risket plays Halo more than most people. So uh, yes, very respectful chat there from risk it and northbound views thank you for the super says enjoying the show i watch every week Uh oh he says gaz is making some good points on topic but he's got to push his mic back because he's coming in louder than colt that was uh, a couple minutes ago but i'll I'll fix it i mean i like gas loud i like him just like burrowing into my ear i'm not moving it much more than that just enjoy it all right uh (laughs) 
And Red Wolf says, thank you, Red Wolf says, I believe, I sincerely believe they should get some X Call of Duty devs to give modern progression, i.e. kill something, get XP, do objective, get XP, so forth and so on. Guys, let me give you the, let me give the response on this. Um, we've talked about this. What do you think about what Red Wolf's saying about some, get some Call of Duty Activision devs on just the basic Hill. things, man. Just no. I, either you do it yourself or scrap the team. Like you've got your flagship title, you've taken it on. Do it yourself. Do it yourself. If this whole notion that, well, one of the things we entertained or were excited about when Zenimax went through was that this technology sharing, its software, we we enthused or joked about the fact that it it tech utilized for i'm hearing slip spaces an absolute ball ache to work on so maybe that could help but talent is the key so unless 343 well the only way to fix this contractor problem is start sharing these people halo is a seminal franchise imagine you're on um, zenimax and you have this meeting and uh, you know id tech and they're like hey jerry you know how to do graphics you want to work with? It's always you Jerry. Fix Halo, yeah, Jerry. Be like, yeah, man, I got mad ideas for Halo. What are these guys doing? Uh, let me. And fix he starts it. So putting maybe in like uh, emote dances and and banana suits and stuff, making it well, rain. Might as well, bananas. because you got stupid no. cat ears and all sorts of stupid micro uh, visuals and how on, hey, on Halo. What have you, you done to my baby? You totally reminded um, me because um, I played Halo with Hargeet and a couple of friends, uh, Macbound and Assassin, and Hargeet set up. You, dude, you'll love this. Check this out, chat. Hargeet set up... I don't even mess with this stuff, but Hargeet set up... Uh, he'll have to write in the chat, but he set up two times speed. And I already have the uh, field of view pushed way out, but he set up two times speed when you're walking, so you're going really fast. Gaz, it immediate Just that. We were shotguns only. Well, you were playing with us, right? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to that- When is he going to figure out I was there with you, you piece of... <laughs> Oh my like, gosh, when is he going to realize? All the was, time. The game mode we played was four of them versus just me on my own. And I'm like, how can you not remember this? <laughs> it was 40 to 50. Actually, it's quite close. Dude, you did but, so yeah, was- awesome. But I, I, the reason why I brought that, I'm so sorry, guys. I love you. That <laughs> I love you didn't too, tell me that didn't feel like you're playing Doom when, you, when you're walking that yeah, fast. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like Doom. And I'm like, this is a slipspace engine. Like, if I played that that modded modder uh, that modded version of of a multiplayer mode, I would think, why are we doing this in the base game like this? Why not just why not just emulate what some of Doom does? Emulate what some of Call of Duty does? And who cares about? I, I don't like the three four threes. Like we got to go back to our roots and get combat evolved vibes. Get them feeling two thousand and one. No, you got to be careful. Careful. Look, you can do all of that. Hoggy did it. Custom games is a big thing. There's no custom game like Launcher and all of that. Thank you, 343, you <laughs> But game browser, all of that is coming. Where can we talk? Let's talk about positive of yes. Halo Infinite. Forge. Yes. Holy moly, is Forge insane. Like with Halo Infinite, uh, Halo 5, the Forge. So again, three four three being what they are, they relied on Forge maps for their future rollout of map content. And Forge looked ugly. It was all if you played Halo Five, it was all grey maps. It looked rubbish. Halo mm-hmm. Infinite, the people who are playing Forge, not the developers, they're shocking three four three themselves with what they're creating. Do you see that there's a cyberpunk map that, that someone made? Insane. 
shout, shout out to 343 because they are the ones who actually built the tools for, for Forge in the first place. They do get the props for this. Incredible. Like, mm-hmm. it's been... It looks amazing. A lot of, again, the same quasi-journalists were downplaying the importance of Forge and saying, you don't need to delay Halo. Look at it now. Every The same people who cried about... Oh, they made fun of Dr. Disrespect. I was a Dr. Disrespect day one. I said Battle Royale would be amazing mm-hmm. for it. They're now pointing at Battle Royale. They're now pointing at Forge as things that will save Halo. And Halo Infinite and Forge, massive. The new Forge is it's almost like you're making games within it. So much like freedom in what they're doing. The fidelity of the visual fidelity amazing it challenges the maps that 343 themselves create why are fans making more and more impressive looking maps than the team can make excellent question excellent question that cyberpunk one was amazing although it's very limited probably that uh infinite forge is made on twitter you can follow him and he's got like a little clip of it people make these really amazing things like look what i made in halo infinite and forge and you're like yeah but do you get to walk like 10 feet and that's it or does the whole thing look like that i don't know for sure but i know it does it it does i think that maybe no it does and 343 they did a recent video also showing why there's no you know they have static problem with static uh objects now uh well not problem first every object was dynamic so they had a very low threshold on how many objects you could create in halo 5 halo halo infinite has treats them as static objects very clever tech there just looks beautiful and that's when when that starts hitting in you're gonna start seeing these custom game modes halo is gonna come back slowly very slowly but surely it's gonna build that goodwill but there are fundamental problems with halo like net code like desync issues melee still being so broken that they had to they did they came out and said we ha- we we have to move away the people who were in charge of fixing melee to somewhere else because we don't have the resources like that's bad what are you doing 343 mm-hmm. so there are problems there i will also say this one point where people are remarkably mum about it which makes me question the sanity of all of you watching <laughs> what is happening with the campaign of halo infinite you should be demanding an aggressive roadmap do you not want to see the endless the stupid campaign the stupid pilot all of that needs to be ratified with a very aggressive campaign roadmap we got left Why on, is a, no one on a cliffhanger with nothing to Nothing oh, to really man. look People forward even... to as far as what the cliffhanger could be. Like, it's not like come back to someone. find out if, if, if it's his baby or if it's his baby. Like, you don't even have that cliffhanger. Um, yeah. Like, we want to know what the endless is, and they just kind of, don't, I don't know. Um, I just, I, we heard a lot of stuff was cut. Like, um, that there were other areas on the ring. And, it, like, my first thing coming after my review settled for this, which is a lot of this footage you're seeing, was that I thought, gosh, why didn't we go to a desert uh, location on the ring, on that chunk of the broken ring? And then there was like a snowy part of the ring. Like, wh- where was that? Um, it was just one location, and then the interiors weren't, weren't as fun. So where is the, the single-player stuff, guys? When will, the single, when will we see the expanded campaign or the extended, I don't know, when is that going to happen? Um, in four uh, years massive question in two years this 10 year plan is so embarrassing when are we going to see that content because we are 
we i don't know i don't know when are we going to see this there's been no one so when i did my review of it i was expecting three months to we'll see some inclination of it six months at most bro there's no mention of it the only thing they would mention is a narrative event in the season three in march but that does that alludes to a multiplayer thing it doesn't mm -hmm. give an indication it's quite vague about uh what that means so i do want to see co co content we need to demand that man people need to ask for that i know they have a lot of, i like, don't think we're allowed to plate. ask for uh shout out shout out to gaming forte he says we'll see it when halo 7 releases that's my next thing i want to get to because people asked about how i uh, kind of cover that on the thumbnail um you can't ask for single player content right now because they can't even they can't even give you the day one launch content that it was supposed. That's still not here, and I don't think we're gonna see what should be uh, should have been at launch until spring of 2023. So I don't even think we're allowed to even ask what the roadmap is a single player until they deliver stuff uh, before the summer of next year. So here's my take: people in the chat are like Colt would ruin Halo, like. You think it's good now? I mean, it is really good, but you think everything was firing on all cylinders? Like, you have a little bit of Doom feel and a little bit of Call of Duty feel, and then you have the the callback to Combat Evolved. You think that's a bad idea? I think it's a great idea, and it's something that needs. I also said something that people don't like. Mm -hmm. I said, I feel like hey, 343 is not allowed to evolve Halo. Their fans won't allow it. They won't let them. Hey, we want to move the well, we want to move the game forward. We want to modernize it. No, you can't. No sprint. We don't want this. We don't want that. And um, that, maybe I'm that, wrong. There's a, there's a core. There's a core gaming segment. They won't want sprint and all of that. Sure, but sure, really, of course. Sprint's just a, a tiny of part of what I'm talking about. I feel like if three four three had ideas to modernize Halo, which I don't think they did. I think they decided, hey, let's recapture 2001 and then let's modernize a couple of things, but not too much because we don't want to make people mad. And I feel like mm. when they took the reins from. Bungie and they became 343 they had this memorandum like there's something emblazoned on the wall that said don't change Halo uh, or you'll lose your fans uh, and I mean look at God of War you know they they tried not to change it and then they were told no this isn't going to cut it change it and they've really uh, moved it forward but uh, my other take guys is that why not finish this last run this winter update and just say Thank you. Here's Halo Infinite. Here's everything that came at launch. And this, some other team is taking on, working on the next iteration or the next chapter in Halo, uh, which could be like okay. Halo 7. Or maybe call it Halo, maybe be really cheeky, if I can use a British term, and call it Halo 6. <laughs> no, um, it's far beyond that. Look, they did the. They committed to the slip space engine. They built all this open world game. Why Ultimately, commit to something that they can't even handle? They can't, they're having problems with it. Uh, unless the engine is so fundamentally broken that they have to absolve themselves from it, I think they're I kind know. of. I think it's more just mishandling contractors, combined with bad management, no clear roadmap no real cohesion within the team because if Bloomberg's article is to be believed, these guys were scrambling in 2019 to get the content. 70% of the mm -hmm. content was cut. They all contractor problems, all management problems. They didn't have... So if if you believe Jason Schreier, <laughs> um, then 
you know, and he had, does have sources. I'm pretty confident he's not making this stuff up. He, you know, then oh, there's a story. There's a story about what f- went crucially wrong at 343. Something really bad went wrong. I'd love to know yeah, the story. Yeah. And, may, you know, just I will keep, keep saying to everyone, you need to be relentless in your pursuit and critique of Halo if you want Halo to be in the state it deserves. I was arguing with people all day today and DMs and everything. And they're, they're, they're like, oh, well, stop playing Halo. You don't know. You don't even play the campaign. Like, the guy doesn't even know what who offensive bias is. Yet the story ends with reference to him. Do you even know, like, what he you should, you should be asking for the content to be presented in a way that supplements your experience of Halo? Yeah. There's a lot there. I'm very passionate about Halo. I will say 343 have failed a Halo Infinite. If they can bring it back, I will be the happiest, one of the happiest people in the world. I made a video saying this could be the best Halo ever for a reason. I was still yeah. making excuses. This is four <laughs> strikes and I still give them, uh, bless you, give them more chances. Uh, I'd, and yeah, I'm thinking so enough. Nice. I, I don't know, man. I'm not nice to three for three, but I want to sit down with them. I want to sit down and say, look, explain it to me. Look, at least we are we not afforded this? Do we not deserve a little bit? You want us to have faith? Let's just sit down and have a chat. Three for three, if you're watching this, reach out to me on Twitter, please. We'll have a chat. If you don't like the way the interview went, you can ask me to delete it. But I just want to have the opportunity to sit down and talk to you. And yeah, if it's too raw, just say, Gaz, delete it. We don't like the way you're asking these questions. I'll do it. But I just want to have the opportunity um, to talk to you. I think they'd go to Schreier before they went to you, bro. <laughs> yeah, but Schreier's no. a piece of You want to come no, see I'm, me. I like Halo. I actually like Halo. <laughs> I just imagine, you know, there's some great, really prominent Halo content creators in the YouTube space and uh, on the internet, like that could could c- capture an interview like that. But uh, that's a tough thing to to cover. There's probably a lot of reasons why this isn't working out that nobody wants Gig to Moses say. Out loud. My problem with Gaz is he's making the same critiques as everybody else because those are startling problems. Albeit, no one is actually complaining about the campaign as much as I did. I was the first person to release a video saying Halo Infinite story is rubbish. He goes, he just wants to be incendiary. No, I want to get the answers right. You may not have actual standards, but I want to actually as someone who cares about Halo, read the books, wants to know what happened. They don't owe you a sit-down. I never said they owed me a sit-down, but I want them to answer those questions. So you could sit there and postulate about me being fake or being incendiary for whatever reason, but I actually care because this energy isn't just coming out of nowhere or am I faking it? You can sit there in obscurity and talk nonsense, but some people on this space, you should be grateful, actually have the balls to ask the questions, irrespective of whether or not it makes people feel uncomfortable. That's what actually real journalism is about. But what would would it look like in the grand scheme of the games industry? What would it really look like? Because you could sit back and take some of the... uh, irritability out of it, right? Or maybe your impatientness or whatever your passion uh, for Obviously, Halo. when I'm sitting next Let's, to them, I'll do different. Yeah, absolutely. No, 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 no. No, I don't mean that. I would, you, could, you would do an excellent job with the interview. I'm just saying, like, you made me think about, like, if Bloomberg sat down with uh, one of the heads of 343 and said, you know, like, does, does one of those in-depth interviews about what went wrong. Um, you could take a step back and say, what is everyone complaining about? They delivered a really highly rated 
uh, campaign. They they delivered a working multiplayer. Like people were getting into matches just fine, and they had. 20 million people playing the game in the first season. It would be hard to explain to the general masses in the games industry or maybe gaming fans that don't aren't really keyed in really tightly with Halo. Like, what really is the problem? How bad is it? Someone go, well, I mean, they usually get way more maps and we only got five instead of eight. And someone might go, um, so... Right, just hear me out. I'm playing mm-hmm. devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't mean all this. I'm just trying to think I reasonably. Know, like if this was a big expose article from like Bloomberg or from a big, um, uh, a, you know, Washington Post or whatever, writing about this for the gaming seg- segment, um, would it really be that big of a travesty? Um, maybe, and maybe if you if you angle the article right and the interview right, you could do that. But let me say something else that I've heard people say, but I don't totally agree with like halo infinite does more than most games prominent games like somebody said this this is not my words halo does more than god of war it has a single player it has multiplayer uh it has co-op this one goes it doesn't have co-op so it has been uh it's got to be tough it's got to be tough and i think gaz those questions that some that you or someone wants to ask really comes down to in order to get to the answer you have to air some dirty laundry and i just don't think that's going to happen you think that's kind of where the the the, the, the tendrils connect back to is Absolutely. some massive problems some drama there is there's drama they with the, these kind of failures there's always going to be schisms there's going to be drama when bonnie ross actually came to sit down with phil spencer and matt booty what what are those two got to do with it well and asked them to consider that has anyone actually asked them, this is in my video mm-hmm. has anyone asked what on uh, 343 were thinking because they considered body ross asked phil we can just release the multiplayer a year ago <laughs> when the game came out a year later didn't even have playlists for team slayer it bro- big team was broken for a month L- let alone all the lack of you know the the, the complete desync oh, yeah, issues lack yeah. of region filter they she yeah. came to phil and said look maybe we should just release the multiplayer possibly are you crazy have you seen the content of multiplayer when it launched even though it, it launched okay after a year it still had masses of problems it's a battle pass prioritization and complete nonsense based on what they expressly said lie. And then netcode still goes to this day. Yeah. So there is definitely an ongoing issue or there was an issue that maybe there were clash of personalities. There's something deeper there because the stakes are so high. The bloody game was on the box for the series X man. And it got delayed. It's not, there are, there are angry emotional tears blood sweat all of that i am confident without actually being there that that's what happens that's just the reality of how things work the stakes are so high with halo yes and i sympathize with bonnie with the pressure i you you'd have to be make made of stuff it's a mini version of being asked to take on star wars you know like uh when disney takes the reins of star wars they have a big responsibility and you have you have more chances to mess it up than to get it right um, yeah. and, and Halo is not, it's not massive like Star Wars, but in the video games sphere, it's pretty big. I would say it was, it's one of, it could uh, be, it could, it could be, be bigger than one of the, it's one of the bigger things, you know, take over Minecraft mm-hmm. to screw it up. But yeah, who knows? <laughs> uh, let me read, a, let me read a couple of supers and then I want to get to, um, how we got to today. Um, 
with that discussion that led to that tweet today. But Danny Passion Official says, Gaz, I'm an independent filmmaker. If you hire me to make a trailer for your next film, it is not my fault if you decide to change direction last minute. Ah, yeah. I mean, do yeah. do apply. Danny has a great comment. Do apply what you're hearing to your own job, or wherever you work. Like, what would it be like? And I, while you were talking about fired. contractors. <laughs> I'd be fired. <laughs> surprised you haven't was... been fired yet. But when you were ta- I, if it was equivalent to my job, I'd be fired. If you were talking about con- you were talking about contractors, and I've worked with multi-million dollar international contractors on a project, mm. and they were meant to only be there for two years. And when that contract was wrapping up and they were started to talk about we were co-located in an office, there was three hundred of us, and half of them were contractors, and they were an integral part of our team. We were friends. We bounced projects back and forth. They did this. I did that. Everything was like Mm -hmm. interwoven. And then we were there for two years and then it came down to like three months left and they started talking about how we have to leave. I'm going to go work at a different office somewhere else in the world or somewhere else in the U.S. And I'm going to work on a totally different project. And that that severed tie was – it's a huge interruption. And when everything split apart, you're kind of trying to pick up the pieces in Halo's – Intro, their their set part of their team was we're going to have contractors on for certain for nine months I think it was, and then they got to go, and uh, yeah. you're just asking for a jigsaw puzzle to be shifted around um, and have to fix the pieces constantly. Uh, where you know, am I at? My- Two a.m. and my neighbors were like, "What is going on? <laughs> what is that noise?" I I was I had my window open and there. Oh, while like, we we're doing the show. Angry angry horde of people outside my house one, one so of your neighbors bad. like yells up at the window hit the like button yeah no hit the like button you're having a good time we got 300 <laughs> likes we got over 800 people here checking out the show i'm cole eastwood i'm here on the ecstasy podcast with my co-host gaz from game on daily we're live on the cole eastwood channel but this is also on spotify google and pocket podcast and apple podcast and most people are checking out the show on spotify uh, it's cool. I actually see it pop up on my in my car when I'm driving. I'm like, hey, I know that show. It's got gas on it. I like it. But yeah, you know, so show your support and hit the like. Let me read this uh, super here from uh, this is from Assassin, who's been a member for 16 months, and we were playing Halo the other night. It says petition for Gaz to star in a Halo spinoff as the most loudest chaotic <laughs> Spartan in Halo history. Also, Gaz, how's your head after all those melees? <laughs> is that like, Matt? No, that's oh, uh, that's assassin. The other one, the, the other one was, was a... just melee spamming. Matt was insane. He's amazing at that game. Generally. He's really, really good. Uh, really, yeah. Good. We ran around. I can't remember what the map's called. It's like it looks like the tech city hub, uh, the little city hub. You probably um, know the name of the map. Anyway, we're running around in that with just shotguns, uh, no reload, uh, no shields, and Gaz got forty kills. We got fifty as a four man team. We are pitiful. How are you, Johnny? Thank you so much for the five. Says. Dang, I wish Microsoft or Xbox had allowed the game to be, de- to be delayed until this fall. And I've said that as well, guys. Like, we, I mean, we said it last year and people, uh, they hated us. Raiden Blade with yeah. a two-pound super. Thank you, Raiden. Says, hello, guys. I'm fighting sleep, bro, just to watch. Oh, Thank bless you. you. Uh, bless you. I was, I'm fighting my neighbors in a bit. <laughs> Thank you for watching. <laughs> Smash that like button. It's going to be a Molotov cocktail coming in through the screen window. Uh, how are you, Johnny, with the $10? Smash the like button. Like, smash the like button or smash your head in. Uh, <laughs> thank you, neighbors. How are you, Johnny, with the... T- I shouldn't have said that was very violent. The Molotov or the oh, smash head in? Both are violent. But Hargeet says, 
issue with 343 is not about doing what other studios can. They set the expectation by telling us what they'll deliver. And then they fail to deliver. T- totally okay if they set the right expectations. So I'm going to ask you guys to kind of play uh, pretend and tell us what you think the conversation was that went down over this past probably week that led to Bonnie sending this tweet. Well, think about your experience in the professional realm. Like how did this come about? Cause they did that, that stream where we, the, the failures have been quite, look, the thing I sympathize is Bonnie Ross actually is very uh, vested in Halo. She was, she made the pitch for it. It must not, it must have weighed her down. It must have weighed, because if you last week and all of it, fire Bonnie Ross, fire Bonnie Ross, fire people will blurt that out. Even I didn't say fire Bonnie Ross because I think that's a crazy thing to ask for someone's job to be lost. I yeah. did say management should be accountable, which is I guess in a roundabout way you could argue that that's what I'm saying. It's like look, if management accountable, they're not good at it, get rid of it. It's really bad. Like it's harsh, especially for someone who cares, but. At the very, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately, you as a manager should know that, look, I'm not doing right by this. Maybe I should step away. This, this isn't, these things aren't, you don't just happen instantly. I'm praying that, they doesn't sound like there's, well, the framing of the wording is uh, she had family issues. They don't sound serious uh, medical emergency. It says family yeah, I mean, medical issues. we're just issue. guessing, but. Isn't, uh, but I hope it's nothing major. Isn't the, uh, um, I had I have to go right now and I have to step down. I've got to take care of family. Is that a good way to protect the sanctity of the name of Halo and maybe protect I mean, who cares the about stock the investment? Of Halo when it comes to your family? Look, when it comes to family, sure, you forget everything. Sure. Especially Halo. Just But whatever. if, if she says I'm stepping down a week after one of their major like negative reports, I suppose... Like uh, look, someone said, is this their way to protect timing, the stock? People might not like, yeah. Well, I and mean, get the investors like scared or what? Is there, is there any yeah, merit to that? Abs- I think so. I think uh, people may not like that answer, but I think absolutely so because you know her stepping down is an admission of failure. But her, she says, while I'd hope to stay with Halo until we release the winter update, I'm letting you know that I'll be leaving to attend a family medical. I also issue. think whatever is going on with her family is one thousand percent true, and this is the perfect time to say, you know what. I've been needing to get back to my family and uh, this is super important. And I've think about the quality of life, how difficult it can be when you're running something that's worth multi-million dollars and the pressure that's on and whatever's going on with her family. I bet she was thinking, Oh, you know, this is probably the most important change that it means more to me than anything. Is that fair enough to say? Well, we, we don't know. And then, look, we'll give her the benefit of the doubt. It's Bonnie Ross. She has a legacy in the space. We should respect her. Mm-hmm. I'm praying the family issues aren't serious, but it may just be the case that, look, I can't be in the mind frame with just, you know, ex-relative having these issues. I'm getting berated by the Halo community. I'm getting pressure from Xbox management. I'm just not in the right headspace. I can't withstand. I can't tolerate a winter update. And wait for this. And That's deal with my family wait. problem. Deal with all of that. I can't. Yes. I just need to step away, hand in my resignation, and look. I, these we've been having. Look, you appointed three people immediate, effective immediately. That doesn't happen overnight. Obviously, no, you have to no. gear up. 
deal with handover logistics of all of it. And you've you've carved out three separate roles. That so she had to be with family, and three people immediately took on these segmented roles. Come on, you know you, you people. Well, you, these people have been stupid. doing a lot of that heavy lifting along the way. I'm sure, right? I haven't looked into the names mm-hmm. and what they've been doing in the in the past, but. Um, the names yeah. admittedly weren't instantly recognizable, but when I did read up on Pierre Heinz, for instance, then, you know, did instill some confidence in that. And that kind of changes what you need. So hopefully, hopefully we get, we get, you know, that change. It will take time, but Halo deserves much better. And if Halo can come out and become a massive success like you know the no man's sky equivalent of what and that's what i'm praying then that's a very human story that's coming to attain the quality that we expect then yes uh in the chat sweeping vistas thank you for the two dollar super chat goes gaz are halo fans too passionate often yes and i'm startling example of that Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i should also say um when i said like close this winter update uh, up and move the move the game to a different team you know i don't like truly mean that cause, because i also really know that it'll be too, it'll be too late but when halo infinite becomes what it truly is supposed to be it's going to be fantastic but it just sucks that um one thing that i said in 2021 mid 2021 was i said out front i said halo needs to come out the best it can be like when everything is all ready to rock and people said you're being selfish you just you can just wait to play it when when co-op is there and now we're kind of in that situation i think people a lot of people have apologized for attacking people with that stance but uh let's see bradley carter says thank you with the super bradley he says i would give halo to Treyarch to make call of duty a spartan game the last playstation game under contract uh, a Call of Duty Spartan game is what he Call of Duty slash Halo game. Uh, I mean, I would play the crap out of that. Uh, I was also oh, making jokes that. that I would love for Halo Infinite's Battle Royale to be very much Fortnite-like, where you could buy and play Ooh. as different Xbox IP characters. Like, you could bring in Doom Slayer or pay for him. You could bring in the Skyrim dude, or you could play as Marcus Phoenix or, you know, it goes on and on, or Indiana Jones, or whatever it's going to be, or the, or the Fallout character, or, uh, you know, Fallout character with a vault suit on and some armor. And I thought it'd be really cool, but then some of my friends were like, no, Cole, I don't want Halo Infinite Battle Royale to be cheesy. I don't want it to be goofy and and not on, not on uh, what do you call it, not on kind of lore. Though, but I think it'd be so fun. You're talking anyway. about a first-person Fortnite almost, but the Halo with, with, with a Halo slant. Um, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Um, I think and, uh, in the chat, I think we've sorry. buttoned that up pretty well. Um, yeah. Let's move on for three, four, three. This though, the rambling gamer guy says, I think the saddest part about this is Bonnie was a legit Halo fan and wanted to continue it, whereas yeah. Microsoft didn't. It just sucks that the tenure didn't see the franchise maintain its peak. That's where I sympathize with Bonnie, but perhaps there may be some reprieve if three, four, three does uh, deliver a Halo Infinite that's stellar that part of bonnie's legacy then she can maybe rest on it but i'd love to have a chance to speak to her about it yeah let me read a couple supers that will close up this uh raiden blade who's been a channel member for 14 months says 343 needs to stop talking stay quiet and just work on the content hire developers create more content faster than it took bungie's three years for destiny i don't know but then other people raiden are asking them to be more transparent more communicative and they've done some of that so 
I don't know. I, I would err on them. Just continue to let us know what's going on. And But as far as them telling us what's wrong, I just don't think that really happens. And that's just not really how it goes. Um, let, let's, let's talk about... Uh, shoot. There's a couple things. Atomic Heart has been rumored to be delayed. And that was game was supposed to come out in December. And it's the Bioshock meets... Um, yeah. What would you call it? It is like a Bioshock Infinite meets... I don't know. It's weird as hell. Meets like a doomish <laughs> yeah. dead island. Like there's like androids you're destroying. Um, but a, a cool announcement that thanks to Jez Corden and Rand, I, I got to say this. I really like these two guys a lot, but um, <laughs> I, I got some, I, I get these emails from time to time that uh, kind of give me an idea of what's coming up. And, we're under, <laughs> we're under like uh we're so it's, it's just kind of an unsaid thing. Just don't say anything. We're going to, when we're ready, we're going to send you something and, and then we'll tell you what the agreement is and you sign it and you sign your life away. So you don't break it or else you get sued. But I, I guess some stuff had come in that I heard about and ran and jazz, but ran and jazz said today on their podcast that they're like 100% sure that death loop is dropping on Xbox it's uh, dropping on Xbox Game Pass on September 20th. And so this is the one where everyone thought, oh, PlayStation paid for a year and a half, or maybe it's two years. Who knows when it's coming? Uh, what are they going to do? Are they going to wait? But uh sounds like, and uh, I'm just going to go off what they're saying because they were smart enough to talk about it, I guess, is that uh, it's definitely coming on the 20th, and they're not going to have some big marketing uh, month-long push they're just gonna that week they're gonna say here it is here's this second half of the month of xbox game passes titles and death loop is gonna be sitting right in there and uh, it'll be fully playable with super resolution on the xbox series s and x so i don't know wow. gaz I I, wow. I I want you to try this one this is like kind of your jam it's a rogue game day one i bought it on pc but I kind of fell away from PC gaming. It's why I'm not playing Apex Legends because um, PC is giving issues. But that is a really good game. Yeah, yeah. If it's on Game Pass, I will actually complete it because I deleted it. Uh, I installed it on my Steam Deck, but it's not the same. I want to play it on Xbox. If it's on Game Pass, I will play it. Um, but yeah, no, honestly, you guys need to check out. If you really love, you know what you're getting with Deathloop if you play the previous games from Arcane. But it's really good. And if that's yeah. true, and uh, you know, Jez is pretty spot on, uh, and Rand with their predictions, but they have their sources, so I imagine yeah. this is this is true as well. Then September twentieth, in seven days, you're telling me we yeah. Get... So I I can't remember if it was the eighteenth or the twentieth. I think it's the eighteenth. Um, oh wow! Even uh, they, well, oh, I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm not done with my sentence. Sorry, uh, I always do that. I lead in the wrong direction. I think PlayStation gets it on PlayStation Premium on the 18th, but it might be the 20th. But what what I think it is, uh, I could look it up, but come on now. We'll, we'll, we'll hear in like a few days. Is that I think we're probably going to see it drop on Xbox Game Pass and PlayStation Premium on the exact same day. So uh, those who are paying for the extras on PlayStation will get it right on. And um, the ones who... Never got to play it on Xbox. We'll get it there on Game Pass. And I could have bought it on PlayStation, but I knew I was going to wait. So Red Wolf, with the $2, puts in an Assassin's Creed remaster, and that's one of our topics. Oh. Um, this is five days old, but can we just say for a minute, 
Uh, let me grab this tweet that I did that actually has the numbers um, that Jim Ryan was bawling his eyes out about Call of Duty possibly leaving Game Pass. <laughs> and and I know this has been talked about a lot. It, it broke uh, while I was at PAX and stuff, right? But let me find this tweet where I broke down some numbers. Oh, gosh, this is great. And then I'll give it to Gaz. This... The reason why I'm bringing it up is I'm going to explain to you right now why Jim Ryan had to go out on a limb, look like his shirt was too small and covered with tears, why he had to cry that PlayStation might lose Call of Duty, that the very prospect, okay? This is what I found out by doing a little bit of research. In 2021, just Call of Duty hit number one and number three next to Madden, which is number two, as the top-selling game on PlayStation. That's in 2021 on the PlayStation 4 and 5. The top three-selling games are number one, Call of Duty Vanguard. Number two, Madden. I think it was Madden 22, uh, whatever they called it. And number three was Call of Duty Black or Cold War. The top three-selling games. It wasn't the, the PlayStation bangers. Now, here's the rest of my tweet. Minecraft is the number one Best-selling game of all time on PlayStation. Next to GTA 5, which is number three. Uh, oh, G- next to GTA 5, which is number two. Sorry, I didn't write all this down, but I remember it. Number three best-selling game of all time on PlayStation. You're not going to believe this. Is the former Xbox Time exclusive, PUBG. Okay, wow. one more. What? One more for you. This is why Jim Ryan said, please don't take it away. Please, Eddie. <laughs> Number six, most sold game on PlayStation of all time is Call of Duty Black Ops 3, only being beat in the numbers like four through four, five, four and five are Grand Theft Auto 5 and Red Dead Redemption 2. So the number six of all time is Call of Duty Black Ops 3. Number one is Minecraft. And number three was PUBG. I don't know if that comes across as I'm saying this. I wish I could put it up on screen. I could if I was more savvy with this new setup. But Gaz, what are the top selling games on PlayStation every year? If you were to say it quickly for those who are just catching up. You just told everyone. <laughs> I mean, it's a multi-plat. Multi-plat. Imagine all the multi-plats. All the multi... Look, if... Jim Ryan's desperation in his statements and attack. if that is an indicate, so this is very uncharacteristic of Sony. Three mm-hmm. generations or four, four, like, look, in all the generations, this is the fifth generation for the first time in record time. Have I, I've never seen PlayStation execs like this. I've never seen them look or appear so weak like this, mm-hmm. that this, you have to remember when <laughs> Xbox 360 was the day Ken Kutaragi mocked Xbox said we're black belt they're not even brown belt yet I guess now you're sitting here with burn marks on your knees begging for bloody Call of Duty to be multi-platform saying that it's inadequate three three years of COD in addition to your pre-existing contractual obligations after 2024 you're so desperate and then they say it's inadequate for our gamers. Like Microsoft owes you a responsibility. Have no pride. Like you, all that doesn't matter anymore. That corporate pride. 
that you're demanding your competition, which may I add, is spending $70 billion for you to sit there and say, look, it's not good enough. We want the best quality COD game, which is going to be an Xbox first party game. We want the best quality Xbox first party game experience on our PlayStation platform. Mm-hmm. And it just looks weak. Like uh, David Jaffe was saying, like, just grow a pair. Like <laughs> it this whole, it did. Look, you cannot deny that Call of Duty is a force. You've just read out what it is. That killed, I mean, the stats for the for the brigade that really loves these numbers as their narrative and exclusives that they rant on about it. The numbers say, and they love their numbers. They're quite selective amnesia about these numbers. Where's your number? Where are your numbers now about the relevance of these exclusives that you so desperately tout? Whereas Jim Ryan has said everything to the contrary of what you're saying. Sony has said everything. Mm -hmm. So it's poor form, but it's absolutely what Jim Ryan should do as well. Maybe not in the way he's doing it, but it shows that Sony and PlayStation are exposed. They rely on third parties. Call of Duty number one and number three. Yeah, and number one was was arguably the worst Call of Duty we've had in years with Vanguard. Vanguard was number one. What, the one thing I didn't year. do, one Gaz, was I, I tried to it. I tried to dig into how many millions sold on on Call of Duty mm. Vanguard because then you could mm. you know multiply it times seventy and then subtract thirty percent for the and get like the basic revenue and just say look they make uh whatever the number would be they they make a. Uh, $250 million a year or whatever it is on, on Call of Duty alone. And that's a big, big thing to see that come out of your revenue. I also should say that I'm not even convinced that Xbox will even take Call of Duty away from PlayStation. Um, what I think will happen, guys, I was going to look up the numbers, but I really don't care about the dollars because I'm not a, I'm not a financial analyst and I don't care. What I think is happening is, let me give you a visual aid. I think what will happen is, Phil Spencer says, we're committed to keep Call of Duty on for the next several years. And and that maybe that means three years. And if people are like, Phil lied. But here's what they're doing. This is exactly what I think they're doing, okay? Phil's probably saying, uh, with, with you know Brad Smith, the CEO, and all the people who are making the decision, uh, look, let's commit to keep it on PlayStation for a couple years, and let's see how the performance does and see if it outweighs if we should yank it or not. Pull it, pop it, pop it. squeeze it. <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking the same, thing. dude. She's so great, and then it, and it steered away from what could have been worse. Like, let's see if they yank it right now. Let's see if uh, here's what they do. We we sell the game on PlayStation plus we have it on Game Pass, right? We see how much yeah. money we're making, and then if Game Pass is growing huge, just being on on Game Pass, then they can take it away from PlayStation and and see how many can keep funneling and, and kicking up Game Pass. But if they look at it and say, you know, we're growing, but we're just making so much money here for doing nothing on PlayStation right here, let's just keep it on there. We didn't commit either way. We said, we'll, we, we'll keep it for at least the next several years. And then they don't have to say they're lying, right? Because really, who yeah. cares about what the fanboys want? Who cares about what Jim Ryan wants? It's when you look at those metrics in the financial spe- spectrum and you're saying, look, we're making too much money off of the PlayStation guys, and we're still growing Game Pass faster than we thought we would with Activision and the Pocket. So we'll just keep it there. So I think that's where we're sitting. 
Gas, what do you think? I think, I think that's that, that's common sense. Uh, I think you can't when you when they see the sheer look, they have to make yank it break even with this deal. Yank it. <laughs> they need to make their money. They've said expressly that it's not profitable for them if they uh, deny PlayStation uh, Call of Duty anyway. But my, I think that you're right. They're doing that. They're biding their time to see the metrics and then the money flow through. But they also understand, and I said this on Boom's show today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It makes complete... Look at the timing. You have three years on top of an additional two years. You're looking at the tail end of this generation. Like 2027, the, right? Is what Rand has been, has been projecting yeah. out. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. When does Call of Duty being exclusive to Xbox actually have the most value? I'll tell you when, when you start a new generation. When you start a new gen, that's where mm. people start. That's your best chance to migrate people. By then the deal is done. You start to market your Xbox, next box, whatever you call it. Please get the name right for this one this time. They won't. And <laughs> they won't. They'll mess it up. And they say Call of Duty exclusive to Xbox. When people are looking to jump into the next gen, and I, I know some. Yeah, more think about those numbers I was talking about. Those those ranking numbers. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, where are they going to go? Obviously, going to pick the Xbox where. You know, depending on the well, pricing. Isn't that what Jim said? Out. He's like, if and people think that Pass. if people think that Call of Duty is the place where you play, or if Xbox is the place where you play Call of Duty, Jim's like, they're not going to buy a PlayStation 5 because he knows. He's seen the numbers. He's seen the yeah. pie graphs. He's seen the bar graphs that say, where are we selling the most games? Where do we make most of our money? Well, now they're going to make it on consoles because they price, hike the price up. But uh, where are we making the it's most money? It's on Microsoft. Call of Duty and Minecraft and... and uh, Rockstar games and Madden and FIFA, right? Absolutely. Cash cow. So it, it is. And if, look, Jim Ryan's crying about the fact that they're getting three years. And I see you in chat. And yes, the uh, hypocrisy is astounding. We're talking about PlayStation that's made it. It's like modus operandi to entertain timed exclusives yep. to deprive its competing platform. I get it. It's stupid. When Jim Ryan sheds those crocodile tears, I'm like, okay. But if, I mean, I the deal's going through. The deal is 100% going through. The only thing to consider is how long will it stay for X on PlayStation? I don't think it's going to stay for in perpetuity. That doesn't work. Can't have a contract or obligation that binds a party in perpetuity. They've offered three years. That's your baseline now. Say Xbox are seeing charity. Okay, oh, you know what? <sighs> we'll make it four years of you giving an extra year of you giving us money, whilst we incrementally build the good goodwill on Game Pass. As people start to see that all these gamers are like, "Why gamers are stupid, man? They're going to see people paying seventy dollars on COD on PlayStation or whatever the price is on." I know people who are not gamers who are one hundred percent doing it, so let them do it. Microsoft has yeah. already won this thing. People are 
unless miraculously, in my opinion, the deal doesn't go through, this is a win for Microsoft, even if it's five years of COD on top of the two years on PlayStation. It's just it's just a massive win. So the game yeah. industry is changing. Sony's changing its model. Sony's trying to desperately buy time to adjust its business model to catch up with a behemoth like Xbox. Because games as a service, uh, yeah. a service-based subscription a la carte with premium and extra, which they're doing, and putting their games yeah. on PC. So when you invest, you know, two hundred million dollars, two hundred fifty million dollars in a AAA game, um, if you could only sell eight million or ten million on your console, you're not make you're making you can make a lot more money. You know, like like Jim Ryan yeah. says, console is not enough. This deal with Call of Duty is not enough. Um, that's a big amount of their money. Someone in the chat said. Um, I should give you a shout because I don't agree with you, but I still like you. No, not not in a, not in an angry way. It was, it was a good. It was a good. Uh, gosh darn it! Wish I could Mav. find it. He's always wrong. No, Mav, Mav's never hey. wrong. No, someone said they should make Call of Duty an exclusive on Xbox for one year. Um, I'm like, yeah, you could, but that doesn't really work because Call of Duty is an annualized game. It will it'll move to not an annualized game, but people want to be in there playing that multiplayer day one. And Xbox has got that proposition um, that you can play anywhere. And I, I tell this to people on Twitter all the time. They get so mad at me. But I say, hey, look, Xbox lets you play your games everywhere. I've actually been saying this for three years. I have videos saying it. I saw, I saw they let you play everywhere except for a PlayStation. Yeah, they let you play everywhere but a PlayStation. And I said, if you don't like the Activision Blizzard and King deal or you don't like the Bethesda deal you probably shouldn't be playing on just one piece of plastic because that mm -hmm. person refuses to play on PC. That person won't play on the cloud. That person won't buy a Series S or a Series X, which you can find. You know, uh, they, will, they only want to play in one place, and that's just not going to work anymore. And that's a part of that other tweet where I said, if platforms decide to only put on one piece of plastic, we're doomed because the, the, it's expanding. Games are big, and... Um, Phil just wants you in the ecosystem. Like he's letting you play all these places, but you're still buying from their store. You're still playing on their devices. You're still on Xbox Live and all that stuff. So yeah, you're right, guys. It's moving Absolutely. forward. Uh, it's moving a couple forward. of supers well, here. Right. <laughs> a couple of supers here. That'll just get us in the next thing. But Jeremy G, thank you for the super. He says if the deal doesn't pan out like Jim Ryan wants, <laughs> what could companies? What can companies uh, like Microsoft buy with? Over sixty billion dollars. Uh, I'm not sure if I, I he wrote that. What can companies can Microsoft buy, or maybe what other companies can Microsoft buy with over sixty billion dollars? Uh, Yodani Kazan just gifted a Colt Eastwood. He said five memberships. Um, you need to I activate people in the chat to be able to accept that. By the way, but, yeah, go activate wow. that. What that does is get you uh, access to the community tab where you'll get. An update when I, I put a video out there at like 10, 11 o'clock at night. And it doesn't go up till like 8 or 9 in the morning the next day. So you get to watch it early. Also, you're in a pool where I draw for uh, merch of your choice. Like, I have all these t-shirts on my site. But I don't say, I'm sending you this one. I send you a link to the store. You can pick whatever's cool. There's some X and C, some Colt stuff, and some gaming-related stuff. So I was like, hey, I really like that. Now I have to walk around with a picture of Colt's face on my on my chest. You don't have to do that. But, yeah, thank you so much, Yudani. <laughs> uh, what did Gaz just write? I'm naked again. <laughs> it's classic. Um, Hargy, like 20 minutes ago, put out two code, three codes 
for crazy two of them for Halo credits for 2200 in credits so you can dress up your Spartan and put little bunny ears and cat ears on them and then one for Assassin's Creed Legendary Collection uh, wow. on Xbox so ridiculous. we, we got to say we got we got the best community we have over 800 people oh, watching the show get that like up to 500 if you want to see Gaz uh, wear his hat backwards Gaz let's talk about this Ubisoft thing I, I, like I kind of want to go toward like one franchise i think some of the other stuff might be a throwaway to most in fact as gaz gets ready and licks his lips to talk about this this ubisoft event what were some of the things other than assassin's creed that you were actually interested in at the ubisoft event gaz let's talk about Don't assassin's control. creed 1 9 17 42 retrograde <laughs> abc retrograde <laughs> there was so many i'm not tell us the good and the bad bro the good is there are a lot of Assassin's Creed games, and the bad is there are a lot of Assassin's Creed games. No, <laughs> no, I mean the show to me, I thought was very poor. I admit, admittedly, I'm not the you biggest like the host, Ubisoft fan. You, you like the host? Oh my god, that guy! Uh, the guy with the coat who just the guy that loves everything. Hey, it's like I can't wait to play the X game. I can't wait to play X game. Do you even play games, bruh? Um, but <laughs> that guy. The the main thing takeaway from that is, and I'm not a big Assassin's Creed fan because I feel like the franchiseman over-engineered some of its mechanics. I loved the first one. It's the only one I completed. And I almost completed two, but then I kind of like mm, fell away by it. Um, the early onset of the Ubisoft fatigue actually hit me quite early. But I like the vibe um, of you know, like this one. Let's talk about Basim. Let's talk Basim. about Basim. I like that. You don't have like, you you know, make your own character. They've fixed character. That means they've curated narrative tightly woven for Basim. Uh, you know, Middle East for me, like, I was just like, it's amazing. Baghdad, I just love yeah. that setting. And if you're like, not, well, you know, I'm not from the Middle East, but, you know, you're ingrained with that culture. You can tell. They've tell done us, it really uh, well. you're you're a bit of a history buff, but tell us. Uh, we were on the show with Safe, and he was talking about how it's in the Islamic Golden Age. Like, give us paint us the picture of what Basim's world would be like. How how violent? How uh, how how great are the dates? Yeah, I mean, Delicious. people don't know the history of uh, is Safe is Iraqi and uh, Iraq. Mm-hmm. And you had the first. That's the cultural hotbed. That's the first university was in Baghdad. There was a lot of exchange ah. of information. Yeah, okay. it was like it was there, like at the peak. What was the of weapon four. of choice over there? Do you know? Uh, PlayStation games. Uh, <laughs> Gas. <laughs> no, um, so like just thematically, and it was the the Arabic accents were on point. The theme was on right. It wasn't a desert, and then it's just like Arabian it was like more <laughs> bro there hold on there is a meme that somebody did on tiktok that shared it around social media where they said every movie when they go to the middle east and and it was popping up little panels where the guy was like playing like a and then they <laughs> yeah. showed the heat waves the guy goes yeah and it was uh somebody from the middle east that made it and they nailed how like american hollywood sets up the oh it's so funny and then i see this basim thing and i'm like I'm such a fan of the first Assassin's Creed, uh, Altair, 
was cold and calculated and you had to earn your way up. You had yeah. to, you couldn't climb wherever you wanted to go. You really had to work and get your fingernails dirty. Minus one ring finger. So, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, bro. And I know you say you're I, not an Assassin's Creed well. fan. I hope this brings you in, bro. So that's good. Uh, my friend works for Ubisoft, so I might just pay him a visit and play that early. Um, but that game, look, for me, I wanted a, a hard-hitting stealth. Strip out the nonsense. Go yeah. proper raw. Um, and it looks like they're going back to the basics. One thing that annoys me, though, is whilst Basim's Assassin's Creed Mirage is doing that, there seems to be a bit of schizophrenia with uh, the direction because on the back of that they announced the thing that a lot of people have been asking oh for. oh yeah there's a fix for that yeah there's a fix go ahead and that's assassin's creed japan assassin's creed oh, is oh, finally okay. going to japan no no uh what were you thinking i was saying uh, I, well there was uh there was a 18 plus rating that went out and then it said it had gambling which was like real oh, microtransactions clarified. then they clarified and said that was a mistake when we were posting everything it's all been ironed out so yeah, uh, yeah. So, so Assassin's Creed Mirage with Basim looks cool, and then, then they do what everyone's asking for. So go ahead, yeah, yeah. Which is Assassin's Creed Japan, which is quite interesting because, and we said this on uh, when we watched it live. How are they? Because you know it's going to be weighed up against a very stiff competitor, Tsushima, and that game. Like for someone who doesn't like the Assassin's Creed. Uh, formula. I really enjoyed Ghost of Tsushima. It's a beautiful game. It's going the, to inevitably <clears throat> be. Hold on. There's people who are like, uh, like, where is it? Broken Skull says, what? Well, ninjas and you wasted on an RPG instead of stealth? I I could guarantee there'd be pl- there that will be a stealth-based open-world RPG. Like, they said it's a premium open-world RPG, which I think it was their way of saying, did you like Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Well, not everybody did. I loved it. But it's the, it's the Ubisoft Quebec team that made Odyssey, which is really good. Please play it. Um, but you get the Feudal Japan thing. And of course, you're going to be sneaking in the shadows and stabbing someone with a katana. <laughs> katana. Is Zocker well, in the chat? Someone says, what's yeah, up, Zocker? Zocker uh, needs to write what he's thinking about Assassin's Creed Red. Yeah, because uh, he's a yeah. big fan of Quebec's team at ubisoft and odyssey so he says odyssey is the uh, best he says odyssey is the best assassin's creed it's so i'm the good. last person to talk about um assassin's creed so i kind of like weigh in on and i resign to your judgment on that but i find it quite interesting that if you look at the comment youtube comments as well of assassin's creed mirage's cgi trailer mm-hmm. normally people just ask like Ugh. and i was like that i was like where's the gameplay shout out infinite yes. umbra um there you would you would uh, expect people to deride it. But if you go on the YouTube, people are so happy, so grateful. They're like, oh, man, this is exactly what you needed to do. Go, go back to its roots. And this, I love this trailer. I felt it. I was emotional when I saw this trailer. Yeah. And I was just like, holy. Like, this, I mean, this I wanted to see. Genuinely- of course, I, they should have shown something. But on the other hand, let me make an excuse. I already know that that team can make the, the Sass Creed games look phenomenal and they always feel phenomenal. Yeah. So they could have shown some gameplay and maybe it's just at that I point where have. it doesn't look rounded off enough or polished yet. And 
Mm. I don't blame devs not wanting to show gameplay a little bit early. It's a, it's a bloodbath when you do. If if you're not quite buttoned up, they'll find that one moment where part of the the uh, cape or the clothing clipped over something. They're like trash. But uh, it's a cross gen <laughs> game as well. So yeah, what do you expect? It yeah, it is cross gen, which is I found a bit disappointing. But like you said, you know the games. I think you said this yesterday. You, you high, hold them in high esteem. You think they're some of the best visually proficient looking games as far as the environment and the world is concerned. So I guess they can make it look good. Um, it's more the gameplay that I'm worried about, um, but I'm not worried about. I'm I'm interested to see and the theme of it and the story. But I'm for the first time in a very long time, I'm excited about Assassin's Creed Mirage, not Red. I'm intrigued about Red. The oh, really? Jap- Jap- you're not yeah. you're not super excited. I, I didn't catch that when you were first talking. Uh, I was super excited about Mirage because I think it could, that that could really pull me back to complete that game if it hits the right notes. You're thinking but it's not going to hit as well as Tsushima, which is one of the greats from last the generation. Ja- the Japanese one, the yeah. Assassin's Creed yeah. Japan. I I'm not saying that, but I think it has stiff competition because Ghost of Tsushima. Not only was it visually astounding. The voice acting was really good in Japanese, and the well, I mean, Ghost of Tsushima was like on point for like the accuracy. I don't know, like they did their homework. Like this team did their homework. Like it feels like an authentic realization uh, in that in that environment. But then again, so does Assassin's Creed. Like like Safe was saying on on the stream that you Mm -hmm. put up on your video. You guys could check out the. uh, the tra- the trailer reactions we did, but Safe was saying how they do history where it could almost be a learning tool. Um, that if they're covering really. that part of the world, you feel like you're gonna you're gonna know you're gonna learn more about feudal Japan than you ever did, and then you could add that to what you did in Tsushima. So, uh, yeah, I think be I good. mean the RPG elements of it kind of kind of concern me. I'm like, it's weird. Like you've gone back to the series roots, usually that signifies an acknowledgement that this is what the franchise needs. But simultaneously, you are develop- announcing a game I don't, that does have the RPG elements. I don't think that Assassin's Creed Red is going back to the roots. I think this they're making this bare-bones reboot, sort of spe- so to yeah. speak. And they're, they're, they're overlapping, so the Feudal Japan Assassin's Creed will come out in 2024, maybe late, a little bit later. And then mm-hmm. after that, they'll kind of like build up what Mirage did. Maybe that, but they're also announced this Hexes thing, which is like Blair Witch Project, and which is like an open world MMO ish or something like that. They're they're doing, they've got their fingers all over in different ideas, and people are like, "What are you doing? This is a, one of the biggest Where's franchises ever, and you're man? watering it down." Well, I, I, I that, that's what I feel like. I feel like you're going to get a good Mirage game, and then the rest of it, so they're just trying to milk Assassin's Creed massively. I think Red Northern will be amazing and so will Mirage, but after that well, I'm not quite sure where they're going. I'll say that much yeah. at least. And the, the other yeah. thing is, guys, that, that they announced today that they are jumping on the uh, the bandwagon of selling their games for $70 from now yes. on. Yeah. they Well, their policy uh, they say is reserved for big AAA games. So... Most of their games are pretty much AAA, but they're going to be $70. So there goes another one, people. And that will just add How long until Microsoft says, look, we've got Game Pass and we've got all access and we've done everything we can. 
Seventy dollars it is, Jimmy. I think I think it's soon. I think yeah. Microsoft will do it, and they'll you, they've got they'll game put it like that's a good counter early on but, in this generation. Or you think they'll just wait for this generation? I think I think they're going to do it. I think in the early next year on. Or so I think Call of Duty. I think when Call of Duty comes out, then they can't charge seventy dollars on PlayStation and sixty dollars on Xbox. Um, so then no no Activision games are seventy dollars. That wouldn't they wouldn't magically be sixty dollars from now on. Now that Xbox owes them. That's my. And I think that's, that's my the opinion. opportunity to raise it to seventy for everything wholesale. And let it be known, might- guys, that when one platform lords over everyone else and gets to puff their chest and call the shots, they call the price. And Xbox faltering last generation and being mostly just sitting in the dugout for you baseball fans, it has pushed us to where PlayStation says we're worth it. Games cost this much now. We call the shots, and the biggest. You know, who else has follow, followed suit, guys? Are the biggest publishers: EA, 2K, Activision, yep. and uh, PlayStation and Ubisoft. Right, the biggest place places that make games have been calling it seventy dollars, and so the little guys, if that's Xbox, they're following suit. So they, let's see, we got yeah. uh, K Bur- or X Burke. Thank you for the super chat. He's got a Canadian ten. This one goes way back to, or the, actually, these last two go back to us talking about Activision and Blizzard and, and PlayStation. But he says Sony reminds me of BlackBerry, the inventors of the smartphone. I never owned one. They laughed and didn't take Apple seriously while they were on top and collapsed trying to catch up. Well, I mean, the PlayStation is super point. modernized, but uh, I remember that. I remember everyone with their. I thought their BlackBerry was a ridiculous looking phone. It was fat and chunky and had those big buttons and. Uh, I didn't want one. I didn't even want a phone back then. <laughs> you had to no, get no. one. Sony is taking Microsoft seriously. When yeah, Microsoft opens seventy billion dollars, it forces them to wake up. Mike, Sony is scrambling. It's a critical time for PlayStation. Irrespective of whether it's doing well, it's a critical time for the future of PlayStation. They have to do everything. Um, they have to be strange. They have to deliver those kind of unique experiences that playstation fans associate not they have just to be malleable as well purpose. yeah malleable is a great word that's exactly what they need to be they have to be flown like water bruce lee i mean um, we make the joke about blockbuster video for the people in the states that know about how they were at the top and they just stayed the same until they died and it, it could be a hyperbole when you come to playstation i think it's a total hyperbole but playstation does know that they have some things that are like traditional and great and very successful then they're gonna have to move those forward and we saw them come up with a game pass competitor they said it they yeah. did it and if you don't believe it they're still buying studios gas uh, they're one more. Doing it. They're buying mobile. They're buying everything. They're future proofing their business. <laughs> games as a service. The, <laughs> all this, all the narrative that you and I fought when you know when we get in the trenches and fight the console war. The narrative they said oh, that God. we were wrong. That this isn't how things are going. They're doing games as a service. They're doing subscription services. They're moving to PC. They're buying mobile studios so they can bring their games to mobile. Uh, people didn't like that, Gaz. When I said, "Here's the big piece of the pie," and console is. 25% of that pie, everybody else is on PC and mobile. And they don't like Most that because they think the core the core experience is there on the console, right? But the core yeah. is not where the money is. That was a graph that showed mm-hmm. where the revenue is every year. It was a 2020, 2020 or 2021 report, but I mean, how yeah. much has it changed, right, in a year and a half? But yeah. uh, I haven't updated the graphic, but it's really where the money is. And uh, unfortunately, they're going to make choices about the money we don't. 
Mike with the Canadian. Thank you so much, Canadian 10. He says, just some perspective, Xbox generated $16.3 billion last year with the ABK revenue. That could have been $21.4 billion or $20.1 billion with all of PlayStation sales removed. Uh, he's, I mean, I don't know if half a billion dollars is what PlayStation brings to the table, but those are numbers he put up. Uh, I wish I could like illustrate that better. One more sweeping mm-hmm. vistas with Australian five. Thank you. Sweeping says you promised to fix the sound. The sound was fixed. You don't have to resign for family reasons. Colt. Oh, come on. I just should have read that ahead of time. <laughs> Thank you. Sweeping. He's always here having a good time on the show. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm so, sorry. That totally derailed me. I thought I was going to have to go to the, uh, the mixer. And start... <laughs> yeah. And start fixing things. But, um, I don't know too much. Assassin's Creed. Gaz. Yes. Phil Spencer. Do that again. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sounded so weird for a second there. <laughs> Give me a, yeah. Uh, yeah. Phil Spencer is yeah. rumored to uh, be heading to Japan for Tokyo Game Show. He does this quite uh, annual affair now, uh, but it's quite interesting. Um, very interesting because, look, people laughed at my, the notion of Microsoft's efforts being wasted in Japan, which I'm always against the idea of let them waste their efforts. Let us let us get some Japanese games for God's sake. And we're going whoa long. That's day one Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Look, the fruits of his labor. You got the Persona games on Game Pass. We got Gun what? Gungrave Gore. Gungrave? Uh, Gungrave, also yeah. coming. When's that? Yeah. When's that out? Um, uh, <laughs> is Colt having a heart attack? Maybe. I don't yeah. <laughs> oh, no, if I rub my no, arm no, or something, <laughs> I I, fi- I try not to fidget when I'm com- I'm on camera. Sorry, try not to. Oh, I'm fidgeting all the time, so you're yeah, you're yeah. In good company. Um, but yeah, like uh, live supremacy says, uh, supremacy says Phil's making deals, no doubt. Checking out Kojima's productions update and progress on what they're doing, no doubt. Thing is, look, if you're Xbox. You are seeing, like even to this day, I saw, despite the fact that Xbox got outsold by PlayStation in US and all these regions, in Japan, despite being outsold there, they're still really close. The Xbox is still doing really well in Japan. Like, I don't understand what, they must be doing something right What's with that, um, I don't even ask for this stuff, but what's with that stream, that string of um, people from Japan Posting a picture of the Xbox Series S or X in their shopping bag, or like right when they get home, and it and it says like something in Japanese that I can't read, and it's just like this is a trend to say, "Look, it's I just bought an Xbox." All right, hey, I bought one too. We, yeah, it's quite weird. I, it must be I a find, really cool new. It it's like a new product, a cool new product for them who normally don't buy a set top box, definitely don't buy an Xbox. But, um, is it starting to have that iPhone kind of appeal? Obviously, that's a bit far-fetched, but maybe the no. appeal of the brand is there because the form factor is quite important for a lot of Japanese people. Although I will say the Series X also sold really well in Japan. Series so X isn't all that big. Um, yeah. Series X is actually pretty pretty decent, decently small-sized console. And then uh, yeah. for those of you who don't own a Series S, I don't know, Gas, have you seen one in person? What? A Series S. I've got one. I was supposed oh. to do a giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> but I, have you taken it out of the box? box? 
Have you no, like no, no, actually no. had hands on? No, no, I have. I have. I have seen it. Tiny. They are miraculously, miraculously sized. Like how? Small, yeah. How do I get this goodness in me? Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, they're pretty crazy. Uh, what inside you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. That's a, that's an old old quote from a comedian who's talking about pop tarts. How do I get this goodness uh, in me? Swin difference with the two dollars super chat. This is for making that sound cult. Do it again. <laughs> or I do the old top gun. <laughs> The sound Mike didn't even pick about. <laughs> well, <I> was... <laughs> well, oh, because uh, yeah, it cuts us back and forth. Yeah, it probably cut me yeah. off as well. So yeah, you didn't get your two dollars worth. But hey, uh, I'll dance for people. I really will. Gamer by choice says Blockbuster had a Game Pass in the two thousands. Yes, I remember this gamer. Thank you for this super. Uh, yet people complain about renting game subscription service in twenty twenty two. The irony is hilarious. Great show. Gamer by Choice is talking about in 2010, they had the summer the summer pass or summer ticket, something like that. And I paid for it. It was $50 a month. This is what you could do, guys. I had a Blockbuster video about five-minute drive away from my house. You could go in and rent a 360 game because it was back then, 2010. Rent a 360 game or PS3 game or Wii, I suppose it was back then, but I was getting 360 games. Rent it, take it home, play it for five minutes, come back, drop it off, grab another one. You could do that all day, or you could just play it all week. Keep it as long as you want, drop it off. Once you dropped it off, you could grab another one. And it was like that for $50 a month, you could just rent as many as they had in stock. And it was pretty cool. And then GameStop said in 2017, they were doing a thing called Summer Pass, where you could buy a game used and bring it back and trade it in for another used game. And it was going to be as much oh, as you wow. want. And then it never launched. Game Pass was just getting started with Crackdown 3 coming. And GameStop was like, we out. <laughs> like, they knew it. They were playing it knowing that Game Pass is coming. They didn't even launch the program. I'd love to hear uh, what Forte heard behind the scenes about that. But I think it was something they wanted to launch. And they wanted to keep up. And it just wasn't going to work. Uh, crazy. Great job, gamers by choice, to bring that up. Red Wolf says, thank you. Red Wolf says, countdown, three, two, one, and both of you make a weird noise. <laughs> no, because it'll just cancel one. us out. Three. <laughs> but I remember I was such a, such a gem in junior high because I would just make guitar noises and, and trumpet noises in class, and people would laugh and say, oh, that guy. You'll never get a girl. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we totally got off topic. But So there's going to be some rumors about Xbox is partnering with some Japanese studios to partner with their games, help them market them, which probably means we're going to see quite a few things come to Game Pass from Japanese studios, mm. which is something oh, yeah. they need to do. But they'll also have a studio presence that they're building up in Japan. So, oh, Pyro, shout out to Pyro for recognizing the final countdown. You're so awesome. Shout out to the Gen Xers who watch the XC podcast. I'm Cold Eastwood, and I'm super old, and I'm here with my co-host who's super young, Gaz from Game On Daily. Keep an eye out for their channel tomorrow. He'll be dropping a sauce video if he gets it complete. He's going to be running low on sleep. But uh, also check oh, yeah. out the content you guys have been putting out lately about the, the events and uh, you've been doing a great job. Yeah. Uh, just hilarious stuff. So, I don't know. Uh, what can we expect from Tokyo Game Show? I think it, right now it might be a, a big shoulder shrug. I mean, you've got 
I mean, it got quite a bit. Obviously, I'm going to get Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> but I don't know what else is there is. I'm quite intrigued to see what Phil does. Uh, it's been a work that that's paid off. Persona, you know, you got Woe Long. You might mm -hmm. see gameplay for that, more of that. Uh, and what's and, that other yeah. game? The Battle Royale, um, Nakuda. Oh, um, or Nakata. Not Nakuda. Nakata. Um, Hakuna Matata. Yeah, that's it. Nakara Nakara Blade Point? Nakara Blade That's what I said, yeah. Yeah, that. Nakara Blade Point. So, yeah, you're seeing these things come to Xbox, but I find it funny that people say I find it funny that I look down on the on the on the playback and you're you're in deep thought. It looks like uh you're really having a good time, but um the people say they can't they can't take away call of duty from playstation like you can't take a franchise that's always been on a platform and yank it away from from the customers i'm like and i say well you just you just described final fantasy because yeah. uh xbox has had access to almost all of the final fantasy except for some of the you know uh smaller spin-offs i think most of the mainline games have been playable on every place or xbox and i did a count when we were talking a party chat a few days ago where there's uh 13 Final Fantasy games playable right now in Series S and X natively because of back compat and what's available right now. And there's like 16 games on the PlayStation five because they have some of the spinoffs that never came to Xbox. So you're looking at a Xbox has always had access to most of the final fantasy games. And then seven is like, Nope, sorry. So yeah. Hypocritical as well, Jedi. Three, goalie five, says five, five is the most egregious one. In my opinion, yes, they helped the funding, but so did Microsoft with tomb Raider, Sh but Sh yeah, they didn't keep Tomb Raider away. They just had it for one yeah. year. And yeah, when they exactly. say, "How are you did Tomb Raider?" It's like, dude, it was one year. And then, and and Microsoft helped pay for the development, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, so it's this nonsense. It's just like, look, it's all corporate posturing, self-preservation, all of that. All that I say to Sony is, have some balls and deliver the great games that you tout to deliver. You can do it if you put your mind to it. You can deliver a first-person shooter. That's why you bought Bungie. But a first-person shooter that can really upset. Because that's your narrative. Quality over everything. So deliver. That's what I yeah, want. I, I want think... Bungie, I want Bungie to be exclusive to play, PlayStation, man. Yeah, and I think that Bungie is going to consult heavily on some multiplayer game that PlayStation is going to make. But they're going to have another studio headed up. Because PlayStation... or. Uh, Gosh, I get these. I get so flustered trying to remember names. Sometimes uh, Bungie said that they won't make an exclusive for PlayStation. Now they bought in; they're still independent. But I think they're going to heavily consult and help on the multiplayer uh, content side of a game. And then it'll say, you know, maybe it's uh, Housemark makes some game. I'm just going to throw a name, okay? Housemark <laughs> makes some big multiplayer game, and Bungie will have a massive. Uh, partnership help with it, but Bungie's name won't be on the game and it can be exclusive. And then they could draw in all these people to play the game and it'll go to PC and it'll just have lots of players. And that's just how the world works. Let me get a couple yeah. supers here. Um, from assassin who says, everyone hit that like button. If you like this episode serving of Coltsarella sticks and Gazanera sauce, <laughs> what are you saying? Mozzarella um, sticks with the uh, marinara sauce, which is delicious. And so good for you. Um, Danny Passion Official, thank you for the super. Says, Gaz, send the files and I'll finish that sauce video for you. Bro, can you imagine that? Uh, but, you know, the thing about Gaz is he loves doing all the hard work 
and staying up till three in the, the morning. Editing. I and love then, the editing. Yes, you're so and good. And then the next one, my source video is uh, scope creep. I came up with an eye concept today. That is a bit crazy, which makes my life difficult. But please bear with me. It'll be great. It'll be great. Yep. And uh, we oh covered a lot God. of stuff. Uh, if you're just joining us, you're here right at the tail end. Bonnie Ross talking about her leaving and the impact and where Halo's heading. And if they're going to just go ahead and make a Halo 7 or if they're going to just, you know, if they'll button it up or if they'll move on, I'm not sure. And, uh, you know, talked about Jim Ryan needing PlayStation and PlayStation needing Xbox. That's really what it's all about. You have to have those guys around. Uh, we're going to need each other. And then we're all going to fight. It's going to be great. But guys... Thank you so much for being here. Tell everybody uh, where to find you, and they can follow you with the link in the description here. But uh, now just do a little sales pitch about what you have coming in the next couple of days. Um, I'm going to be releasing on this whole Bonnie Ross leaving 343. I've done the video, but the editing, I have to go to work in a few hours, so I don't know if I'll be able to push it. But do check it out. It is not scathing, but it's quite critical of Bonnie. Please understand that I'm not, going after Bonnie. Uh, Bonnie, I do highly respect her as her pedigree is incredible. Just failed with 343, which is not easy. Yeah. Um, got that coming. Got a source video in the works that's just quite ambitious. And uh, just lots, lots, lots of content. Just check us out. Go live. GameOnDaily.com, the best gaming website in the world. Why are you not there? If you haven't registered, are you really a fan of our content? No, you're not. You're fake. That's right. You're fake. Oh, the guilt um, trip. Oh. <laughs> Someone has to do it. Um, but, you yeah, know, honestly, thank you so much, chat. You've been pretty understanding. Uh, and sorry if I lost my cool with that one gentleman or lady who was trying to suggest that my intentions in berating or critiquing 343 weren't legitimate. When you do that with me, then I just lose it. So I apologize. I, have I to do. Be I lose I my cool too, and somebody challenges me. Oh, you, you you fake! Oh, you do this for the clicks. I just want to beat the crap of people, like other few people in the space that keep it real. But yeah, sorry. So should I? Should, maybe I feel I don't feel that bad. I'm not sorry. But thank you, everyone in chat. Um, and Red Wolf, thank you for the two dollar super chat. It says Ronnie, Boss, Rim Giant, and Sil Spencer Battle Game. Have you swallowed? Don't ever say the word rim giant ever again. It sounds so rim wrong. Giant. Rim giant. Oh, and my ex is messaging me. It's weird. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> what it was me. <laughs> you know, my ex, <laughs> my current. Watch it, Zoka. Um, but yeah, thank you, everyone in chat. Um, please do smash that like button on the way out and understand that I'm naked again. Yeah, and th thanks for putting up the show. I think everything kind of went off okay. I, I freaked out at the beginning. Uh, last, I did the t show two weeks ago, and I had to move it to a different link. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not a magician for sure, but last week I was at PAX, um, hung out for the weekend, missed the show on Monday, was at a ball game, just kind of relaxing, and I'll get back to making videos as I do here on the Cole Easter channel. Hit the like button if you're still here. Thanks, for everybody. We're going to get out of here and get guys to sleep so he can get keep his job tomorrow. But, yeah, we've had a great time. Thank you so much. And I will hit the old outro. See you guys. I'm naked. Me too. Yeah?